Holy shit, stormtroopers! Andy, get in the Falcon, I'll hold them up! Exactly, right and thank God we managed to escape with this precious cargo. In let's fact, let's never go back to Detroit. <laughs> that place is a shithole. <laughs> that they built a spaceport there. That was kind of for It's very yeah. <laughs> well, space. <laughs> but yeah, thank God our precious cargo is safe. Let's go ahead and open up the smuggling compartment. Yeah, hold here on. The okay, 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 let's run over and pick up. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> podcast starring me, Annie, and my friend Billy Mudrin here. We have our precious cargo. In fact, precious cargo, introduce yourselves. Uh, hi, I'm Jimmy. Oh, we're just recording this in case we get blown up and this will of be course. like a, a our black yeah, box. Exactly. Yeah, our last exactly. Exactly. know who we were. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Speaking, yeah. speaking of which, I am Conley. Hello, like, Conley. Know, future generations. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Oh, this is like in Mass Effect when you send out the thing. With, exactly. Yeah, we are. this is what we're sending out into Mike, space. you don't That's notice right. what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that is Mike Russell. Yeah, hi, I'm Mike. <laughs> we call you Space Mike Russell. <laughs> that's right. It's like I'm Space Bill. Space Conley. As opposed to Earth. That's Space Jimmy. Earth Me. Bill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right, kids. We're here on the Millennium Falcon, of course, to discuss Star Wars with y'all because this is May the 4th, 2014. Yay. Yay. Woo, Woo Space 2014. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so, Bill, tell me, what did you do this week besides R2? <laughs> okay, R2, go clean the Chewy toilet, because we still can't use that since we stole this Millennium Falcon from Bonnet Chewy. We got four people need to take a poop suit. It took him a week people. to clear out all the hair out of the shower, so who knows? Oh, his, 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 like, butt hair clippings? Oh, this one is a mess. Because it gets mad. Hey, Bill, hey, Bill what did you do this week other than what steal the Millennium Falcon? Uh, I stole the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Also, man, they... The shitty Wi-Fi on the Million Pack is so hard to download games. Yeah, uh, <laughs> There's not that many games. We just have that holographic chess shit. That's right. That's all I played. This and do you week. know how far apart we are from various uh, space internet dumpsters? It's really a shame. Oh yeah, that's right. And it's also hard to download new games for if the you holographic. If you play something shit. online, you're like really far away from the server. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like all kinds of what have you guys been up to this week? <laughs> um, working mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Lots yep. of work. 
Yep. Working at the space cantina. Yeah. <laughs> of yeah. course. It's yeah. a hard life. Down exactly. Space space exactly. Yeah. You know that music? Um, fixing people's space chests. Yeah. You know that yeah. music we sometimes Yeah. Uh huh. That music that we sometimes hear when we're doing shit that comes mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like like if like 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 uh-huh. if Annie poops really hard and it's only gets like <laughs> strings come up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We found out there's a guy who writes that shit. Really? Yeah. Okay. Tell don't me more. Say. Really, Bill. And so he was performing. Uh, at, at Space Portland. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. He was good. Yeah. I'm alarmed to find out he's written music for other universes. <laughs> so my mind's kind of fucked up. He's a very Tell powerful me, man. Could this person even have a name? Uh, Space John Williams. Space John Williams. There we <laughs> go. That joke the <laughs> what is May the 4th but not just like beating stupid shit into the ground? Exactly. Um, Although I think I've seen more people bitching about people talking about yeah. Star Wars and like yeah. pooping on it. Well, yeah. People Most people. Yeah. About Star Wars. The, the, yeah. Tired of that actually. Exactly. Yeah. I, I can totally the, see. The cooler than thou pose yeah. on like, has I'm, become the exactly. new thing you need. I am way too exactly. cool for yeah, all this Star Wars stuff. Can we just say that the like, best thing about the universe is finding people who are excited about a thing and sharing excitement with them? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, don't be That's a douchebag. It's supposed to be that enthusiastic, not just like Sammo. Yeah. yeah I'll, exactly. t- I'll take it to the I'll take it to the daily new um, mob outrage. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, yeah. Seriously. Oh. I just feel bad Star Trek doesn't get its own day. The closest we had was like a couple weeks ago. Was yeah. 50 years from now. That's when uh, humanity makes first contact with oh, the. Oh, yeah, the, there you go. With what about oh, okay. live long and March like... 1st? How was that? Let's try. Live long and Asperger's. I like how there was a big thermonuclear war and then, like, all the forests apparently grew back. That's the, that's the lesson first oh, yeah. contact. Exactly. Yeah, don't worry about it. No yeah. problem. Yeah. We'll have nice lots of wilderness to well, do to our science fair, experiments who's, who's in. Who's going to act like Bozeman, Montana? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of clear, yeah. So, so, friend, tell me about this Earth John Williams yes. concert. Well, Mr. Williams uh, came oh, man. in. Oh, It's got to have been, I mean, John Williams uh, is obviously a one of the oldest living working film composers. He yeah. was one of the only guys who's around since, you know, like he knew guys from the old like 1940s era. Yeah. yeah. He started out yeah, TV he's in been the been working 60s. since 1958. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. And he started and he, and he um, you know, his, his career is he's the last of the old school film composers right. left alive. Well, uh, so it's me, J- Jimmy and uh, Mike went to go see it. Right. Conley, you I, and Annie, do you care that much about John Williams? I really do. Let me let me interject <laughs> with really the story. Cares. Yeah. <laughs> so, John Williams tickets sold out. We didn't get them. Oh, yeah, I got the great and, uh, other half of the story, yeah. And Jimmy comes rushing home one day. He's like, they released more John Williams tickets. I'm getting online right now. I'm going to get them for us. I'm like, oh, my God. And so he gets on the computer. The site won't load. Like, everything's crashing. Oh. Everyone's trying to get these additional Well, how did John you find Williams out there tickets. were more tickets available? Someone just, like, mentioned it at work. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. He finally gets the site to load, and there is one ticket left. So he's like, I don't have to go. I don't want to go without you. And I'd suck it up. I'm like, Jimmy, just get it and just go. Yeah, just, just yeah, go yeah. see John Williams. Go have fun. It's fine. Anyway, I we... like how at no point Jimmy didn't offer to just give the ticket. <laughs> I did. I, well, I did. did. Actually, I did not because I may yes. have accepted. <laughs> I said, you can go. And you're like, no, you should go. No, you did not. Uh. Um, but anyway, after Jimmy bought that ticket, we found out. That it was Bill's ticket. Yes, Bill's. So what happened was the day the tickets went available, like a month ago, I bought a ticket seat A one front row, mm-hmm. uh, far left side. Unfortunately, well, part of the organ. Well, this is John Williams performing with the Oregon Symphony Orchestra, 
And so Which part I'm not of the, sure he's ever done before, by yeah, the way. They made it sound no, like it was the yeah. first and time. And he's 82, so it might be the last time. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That was the saddest thing when he walked off stage knowing that's the last time we're ever going to see John. I think it was going to see John oh, yeah. in the flesh. First and last time. Well, so anyway, so uh, part of the Oregon Symphony thing is that they're funded by people subscribing to the Oregon Symphony. And so uh, people who subscribe get first crack at any seats and anything like this. So most right. of the seats were already sold out even yeah. before they became available to the public. So I was lucky just to get seat A1, left seat, uh, left side, front row. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, me being a big, fat, dopey guy, not only the seats are kind of small for me, but I didn't want to crowd whoever might be sitting next to me who also paid, it was a $150 ticket. I don't want to crowd anyone who's sitting next to me in that situation. Oh, <laughs> I forgot to throw shit on the TV. Um, but I, as we're recording, I've got an Apple TV and the, and, and the, uh, the screensaver's going. I mean the Apple TV at the whole screen. Oh, excuse me. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Well. All the space debris floating by the window is very distracting. Yeah. Uh, Mike's just laughing this at pictures. debris in the shape of Tom Hilson. <laughs> yeah, Mike's just laughing yeah. at the pictures of dead Java's body that's just been sitting there. <laughs> on the I didn't mean to derail a great story because I actually have a little follow-up. Yeah. So you, yeah. you didn't you gave up your seat and then what happened? I gave up my so so what, so what happened was I called up by the Oregon Symphony and said, Hey, I'm a big guy. Uh like if can I just have like a separate chair off to the side? It doesn't care I don't care if I lose my front row seat. As long as I'm in the hall, I just you know, mm-hmm. just give me a little separate chair and they're okay, yeah, fine. But we're gonna have to release your ticket onto the uh, website to, to to sell it again. This is literally two hours before you texted me to say, hey, Bill, didn't you have seat A1 yeah. or something like that? And so what I was hoping was they would let me have a separate seat, but then I could give you my old ticket, Mike Russell, that you maybe can uh, sneak in there and like steal the front row seat if they didn't make me give up that seat. Okay. But no, but they did put it on sale. Yeah, yeah but then the, the, Jimmy just happens to go online and finds out, yeah. finds that ticket that I just had made available. Yeah, and it was the only one available. The only one. So I, don't <laughs> think, like, I don't think there were tickets available. I think whoever you talked to probably just saw that there was one, that one ticket okay. available and just told right. you, and you just happened to get it. Yeah. So it was great that, like, yeah. It was meant to but be. You're, but yeah. you're forgetting the best part, which also, is that they gave you this glorious, <laughs> like, they, they, he got this seat, up, so they gave him an alternate seat up in the corner balcony. Yeah. And it was so this me, gorgeous you... leather couch. <laughs> Really? Everyone, everyone I knew who, who was at the concert, they were all up in the balcony except for uh, uh, Jimmy, who was down in the front row. Uh-huh. And so we were up there, and so they put me, uh, there's no wings, you know, or like wing boxes like Lincoln mm-hmm. where you're going right. to get shot at, at the Oregon <laughs> Symphony. Thanks for that point of reference, Bill. But they do yeah. have like these little open areas, which are pretty much all exactly the same thing, except sure. it's not enclosed, where the sure. guards sit, and they have little metal chairs, so they said, we'll, we'll stick you there. And they were like, oh, no, except we do have, I, I called it the hedonism bot chair. <laughs> because it's totally like a little yeah. mini, ch- like, like it's a black leather reclining chair. But uh, that's more like a little, yeah, almost like a fainting couch. Yeah. That's amazing. And so I had that, like, a best, literally, the and figuratively, the best seat in the house. <laughs> off to the side, right yeah. next to the stage. Uh, actually, right next to the door that people were taking to go down to the backstage. Yeah. So I had musicians walking past me, coming yeah. uh, coming and going all you night. You could have just touched John Williams as he walked Oh, well, that's, that's the thing, no one that. If I if I actually just like popped open that door real quick and yeah. big fat guy running down, the <laughs> not exactly gonna yeah. be very sneaky. Yeah. Um, if I had a stealth shield, stealth there you yeah, go. Exactly, yeah. yeah, problem solved. But yeah, I could have gone down there. Well, even after the concert, I was like, Mike, you know this door just goes right down. John Wayne's probably taking a shit right now. <laughs> if we just like, because like as soon as the concert ended, the whole bunch of past people came by. Well, uh, so you, you the thing is, you're in that gorgeous leather chair. You're sitting there like a pasha, just watching. <laughs> oh, the I, I, I am like a. And bitch. everybody was there. A lot of people that we knew were there, right? Yeah. yeah. A lot of people from like a lot of people used to see like at the court. There was at least half a dozen people. Yeah. yeah. And it was funny because people just would go up and, and you'll love this, people would go up and just sort of 
pay fealty to Bill. It was like, they would go visit Bill in his yeah. chair. And, yeah. and it was funny, because we all declared you, like, me and Bobby Roberts were sitting over there watching this happen. People were going up to Bill and just sitting, oh, out and and just sitting in his little, his little throne. And, and we, we just said, Bill, we declared Bill the king of John Williams. <laughs> Which is true. Droid. <laughs> yeah. Like a job of the Hutt thing right now. <laughs> during the show and you were just kind of sitting there and you were exactly like a visiting queen or royalty <laughs> I know, king I, 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 be I, sitting in a little box I just wore way oversized ill-fitting uh, like suit jacket too so I look like this big fat dumpy not dumpy but I just kind of look like yeah I look like I murdered a hobo in this awesome chair and no, uh, it, it was a great the concert was this great this is not Williams what was he awesome. looks like at all uh, I, I even shaved but I don't yeah. know how you can even ask if I care or not about going to the John Williams concert considering I'm here at the Star Wars podcast and wearing my Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park shirt that's right uh, <laughs> they didn't play any Jurassic Park though no. okay. how can I can, you not I can play slightly less sad. because Call Me wasn't there oh, oh, I know exactly. yeah. Yeah. and you if it was yeah. there he would have played it. it for me and I would have burst into uncontrollable tears <laughs> 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 I've like, got a little yeah. close to during the wet. show actually a couple times E.T. kind of fucked me up a little bit it was it was because I I that my experience with John Williams is when I was the way I first got exposed to his music was Star Wars came out when I was seven yeah. and I like flipped out yeah. and I told my mom my birthday was on January of the following year I turned eight in 1978 I said mom get me the story of Star Wars album the one that was narrated oh, yeah exactly um, it's got and, a picture of uh, R2 and 3 yeah, on the cover and it's yeah. like a picture disc right and <clears throat> and um, and so she accidentally got me the double soundtrack LP instead oh. and I went and she went oh I'm sorry I didn't that's get what pretty... you wanted I'll take it back and I said no that's okay mom and I kept that and I used spent my entire childhood like doodling and drawing to that double LP set. Yeah. Like the first records I bought with my own allowance money were like the soundtrack to Superman Empire Strikes Back. That's and so awesome. that was kind of the music of my childhood and yeah. I never thought I'd get to see him live. So seeing him oh, live was kind of like, like got me a little emotional. I was say, I'm getting a clump just from your story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd wanted my whole life to see him conduct and yeah. I never thought I'd get a chance. So yeah. when he yeah, was the, coming to town, it was amazing. The first album I ever got as a kid that wasn't just like a children's album was a uh, cassette of uh, the Return of the Jedi soundtrack. And I, mm. I literally wore, listened to that until it fell apart. Well, the first album I got when I was a kid was Garfield, Am I Cool or What? <laughs> A series of songs about yeah. and from the point of view of Garfield the Cat. Did you so, the Disney Afternoon CD? I did those over CD. I'm actually kind of jealous of that. Oh, I still have it, my friend. I will hook was you it up. just the songs or was it like the soundtrack? It was uh, all the theme songs plus songs about and from the point of view of various characters all from right. the wow. Disney Afternoon universe. Did they play um, Hansel and the Princess? No. Okay. The only Star Wars right. they had was the theme, Yoda's theme, and Imperial March. Imperial March, of course. Yeah. Okay. It was kind of a greatest hits thing. It was weird because there was like the stuff that you would expect him to play. Yeah. And then there was like at the beginning of Act Two, there was this weird set of like John Williams is sick of playing all these <laughs> greatest hits, so he's gonna pick his own song. So he picked like some stuff from Fiddler on the well, Roof. What was even stuff that he had written? Really? Uh, it was Fiddler yeah. on the Roof. It was uh, which uh, he arranged that's and he, for the film. Well, yeah. he arranged oh, it, but okay. like yeah, but uh, um, that's entertainment. That's entertainment. And a couple. Interesting. And then, like, pieces, and then you go, he, and for one of the encores, he played, like, his theme from the NBC Nightly News. That was that the last thing he played. Which is, the funny thing is, I don't, story there were people it. in the audience who, uh, they were probably people who had uh, season tickets to the symphony orchestra, so maybe they're not the biggest John Williams fan. Yeah. So when they realized, because he comes out and just says, okay, well, I did this piece of music for NBC, and, and everyone's like, okay, mm, yeah. And as soon as he starts playing it, dun, 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 yeah. dun, 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 dun
Yeah. Oh, that does sound like a And I was actually moved most by the stuff I hadn't heard so much I'd kind of juiced it to rhymes. Exactly, you know I mean? yeah. yeah. The one that killed me, the two, the one piece that really shocked me in the audience I thought was on their feet was Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah, that was really good. Really it? it was a medley of like... Okay, a rearrangement of every song. <laughs> I don't remember the name list. of the violinist. Was it, was it Bing Wang? Bing Wang, yeah. yeah. She just crushed it. They did oh, Schindler's wow. List, and it sounded like you're just living. It was no perfect. Mm-hmm. And well, the big thing about the Schindler's List uh, uh, soundtrack is the solo uh, violin bits by Itzhak Perlman. Yeah. And she did that. She aped that perfectly fine. It, it was, yeah, it was, she did an it incredible was, job. Shit. So, so what, well, you were asking about Han and Leia. The, the Hansel and Princess. Yeah, is that yeah. a favorite? Yes. Oh, okay. If they played that, if they played Jurassic Park song as their, like, it, it would have just been, like, uncontrollable mm-hmm. tears. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's, it's funny, there were a couple things I was surprised you left out, but yeah, and I, I always think, like, for me, when I got, exp- I think everybody, just, what's interesting is everybody jumps into John Williams at a different place, like, you jumped yeah. in around Jurassic Park, right? Because you were probably yeah. my age when Jurassic Park came right. out. Well, well yeah, you were, like, I was seven when Star yeah. Wars came out, you were probably seven when Jurassic Park I'm came out, right? I a little younger, but... Yeah. But around there, yeah. But it hits you. Yeah. What it hit, it's what I find amazing about listening to his stuff and that whole evening was he's hit, like, it, like they're all the kid, little kids who were freaking out about Harry Potter music. So yeah. yeah. He's like, there's hit every fun. generation yeah. at age yeah. seven yeah. for like 40 years. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. And yeah. The, the cool, the thing that was also fun is um, it was, you, you would get rowdy every once in a while. So, like, this was one of my favorite bits from the whole evening was. Uh, he launched into a surprise encore of the Raiders March and the audience goes yeah and starts freaking out like they're at a rock concert like Williams is gonna go are you ready for some let motif but then he goes but then he turned around and so they got unruly and he kind of looked around and gave them this look like what are you doing and then he just turned around and started conducting the audience and started being a quiet it's horrible so yeah he took a moment just to look at guys he fully turned around and was like for a moment which is like it was really because I was in the front row. Like I could, like I had, I could see the violinist butts, <laughs> but I could also yeah, see you his right face in profile, yeah. oh, and so I could yeah. see him just like he would like mouth along to like the big notes and everything. Oh, really? yeah. yeah, I noticed he had some he, weird motions. Like he would like clutch his chest and kind of do like weird release yeah, things. Yeah, because I've is, seen like video of other conductors performing, and they're yeah. very like I don't know, they have this very like precise kind of like. Mm-hmm almost mechanical way of doing yeah. it. He was just like, it was very emotive. Mm-hmm. The way, like, he was, it was like he was really feeling it, not, like, mm-hmm. controlling it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. See, I asked for cool. the best seats I could have could get, and mm-hmm. they gave me acoustically the best seats, which yeah. was, like, center balcony up right. front. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the center front balcony, and I actually wanted your seat because I wanted to watch him work more than I wanted yeah. to hear the music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing I, I know, the two moves I noticed, which you probably saw, too, were... One, he would lean over his podium and literally get in the face of some musicians yep. to give them like little bits of direction. Yeah. It's very uh, hands-on with his mm-hmm. with his. Yeah. And then also, he had this slick move he would do where he would put his he'd be mid-conduct mm-hmm. and he'd slide his hand into his pocket, pull out a handkerchief, yep. and wipe his face and put it back in his I pocket whatever, without ever breaking yep. conducting. Yeah, that was uh, practically yeah. Yeah. Pretty fun. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. And yeah. what was really cool about the spot is uh, I was really close to the harp and the like light percussion instruments. So mm-hmm. there are all these very tiny little flourishes and touches that I had mm-hmm. like never even heard mm-hmm. in the thousands of times I listened to those songs. Yeah. It was Just funny like, like listening to them oh, practice yeah. before the thing and you could hear a little like so, like whoever was on the um 
like the the chimes or whatever kept yeah. on doing like the little opening of Hedwig's theme yeah. from Harry Potter, mm-hmm. like yeah. Da, 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 yeah. Da, da, yeah. Oh, the piccolos. And yeah, stuff. yeah, like, yeah. You can hear just a little catch, and that's even uh, at, during the intermission. Someone yeah. was doing dun 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 dun, dun and we're like, oh, Rangers is gonna definitely yeah. be on yeah. because someone's yeah. practicing little indie things. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that was well, and this is during the Harry Potter theme. This person sat next to me, and I can't. In retrospect, I can't tell how young or old they were. They kind of looked like a, like really androgynous teenager with like bleached, kind of looked yeah. like Draco Malfoy, <laughs> yeah. bleached hair. Yeah. And the person, like whoever they were sitting, they came down to sit right in front of me because, like, again, like one of the best seats in the house. And the person sits down, and uh, they, I'm like, I don't care. They're, they're not in my way, but they just stay there for the Harry Potter stuff. And as soon mm-hmm. as it's over, the person gets up and they can see their teeth, like the faces, like the tears, mm-hmm. just from hearing, you know, John. Wayne. Yeah. And I was like, oh man! So that proof right there that like John Williams yeah. hits everybody. At the end of I also like that. Does this seem like maybe like a teenager? But I can't yeah. quite tell. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't tell. How, you know, you can't tell how much of this stuff is rehearsed patter because the dude's been literally doing it for like fifty years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he seemed to me to be unusually moved by all the standing O's he was getting because Paul yeah. was so happy to have him there. Yeah, and he also uh, I thought he was very generous with the other musicians. He would make anybody who had done anything vaguely difficult yeah. out of yeah. one of the pieces. Yeah. Uh, stand up like he would make a whole piccolo section stand up after yeah. the Shellish stuff. lady yeah. Dur- yeah. after the, some of the fiddler on the roof stuff mm-hmm. yeah. Like, yeah he made sure that she got her own like uh, private like uh, ovation and stuff yep. and that was just very it's cool John yeah. 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 and he just did stuff and it was, it was great Sounds you awesome. loved it There's I know this is the uh, first that I've heard about it I'm sure he was smart <laughs> enough not to go home and be yeah. like man Conley John Williams was I so know. awesome just sitting there just like I, him or something. So, yeah. <laughs> I waited at the backstage door for a while afterwards just to see just if to he see would show happens. up because there were some town cars out yeah. there. Yeah. And I kind of hung out there for a little while and then I, I it was funny because um, the violinist soloist uh, Wing bang. Bing, wing bang. Bing bang. Bing bang. Bing bang. Bing bang. Racist motherfucker. <laughs> we are the Continue. biggest space racist. Continue. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> but um, the, the violinist came out and um, like oh, she no one even too. noticed. Oh really? <laughs> like, she just walked out and, yeah. and oh, yeah. No one batted an eye. Yeah. I think a couple of music student nerds in the That's little group were like, "Great job!" And she went, "Thanks," and just kept yeah. walking. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was I, incredible. I am so excited for y'all just because there is something about a live performance like that in a space like that with someone you love so much that is yeah. so, it's magical. And it is genuinely. Were, you can almost kind of feel from the crowd. It was like vibrating. Yeah, you get, you get the goosebumps, the full uh, body goosebumps. Yeah. Like I said, you have people crying during Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is bugging me because I want to make sure I got her name correct. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. Um, it was like, uh, Bing Wang. On yeah, the Bing Wang. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it, like, yeah, well, even like the, like the the orchestra sounded great. The the strings really sounded like John Williams strings. I yeah. Because like this orchestra is like what maybe like fifty seventy piece orchestra, which is only about as half as big as the orchestras he would have recorded like the you know, mm-hmm. strings back and stuff with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars would have been smaller because that was a smaller film and right. very it was a very small corn goldian like hot brassy orchestra. But yeah, it was great. Like although the the, the brass in the organ symphony was a little pokey. Like, well, Indiana Jones was a little bit like, dun, 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 dun. it wasn't quite a snappy, but I don't know, again, we're there to see John Moyer. That's yeah. really kind of, yeah. I'm not going to start throwing shit at the French horn player. <laughs> Other than the fact you just did, but continue. <laughs> In fact, well, you know, any French horn player in any John Williams concert is going to get a hell of a workout. I know, yeah, exactly. Your seriously. lips are going to be vibrating and numb by the end of the night. But yeah, stop one. It was, it was great. It was amazing. I also enjoyed when uh, Bing Wang was playing, how she was so emotional with the violin, and like, she also had this weird little, like, kind of, blanket she threw over the violin yeah like and for her chin on the chin yeah. rest mm-hmm. so uh, maybe it maybe was could have been a really fancy violin she doesn't want to get any face grease on. yeah i think that's exactly what's going anything. on but uh-huh. no she was amazing i in fact her three her three pieces that she played were really the highlight of the show yeah, yeah. and the last oh i'm sorry i wasn't about to say anything important 
I was just going to say the last one you put, uh, they played the NBC, the mission, it seemed like it was an actual encore, because, you know, mm-hmm. encores, for the, you have you can't really do a surprise encore, because yeah. you have to practice and stuff like right. that. Yeah. I think this was definitely, an, like, they must have practiced this, but maybe this is a thing where, well, we'll see how yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. the audience no, is really into like, on how many pages they had in their books. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. So, what happened, yeah. so, after we played the first two encores, yeah. well, because I was sitting up there with the guards, and the guards yeah. went out, and they, they started opening everything up, and opening yeah. up even the doors off to the side onto the streets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when John Williams came back on, they were like, oh, shit, okay, we gotta lock this back down and come back out, because they, it was only scheduled for those two encores. Yeah. Oh. That was even like, John Williams really likes us. Y'all are adorable. But yeah, you were saying? Nothing. I was going to say, so what else did everyone do this week? Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, Rub it in for Conley. Well, while y'all were getting all culturally educated with your night with the symphony, (laughs) yesterday I went out with my father-in-law, shoot guns, watch Captain America. Yeah! I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was so a lot of fun. Have you all seen Captain America? Yeah. yeah. It was Captain America. It was enjoyably brisk. I think that, you know, the Marvel movies have kind of figured out what they need to be, which is just kind of light and fluffy fun. The thing that was interesting, though, was that there were literally Tumblr, te- Tumblr teens in the audience. Mm-hmm. The, like, it was one I'm of those sorry. theaters. Tumblr teens? What do you mean by that? Tumblr teens. It's, like, usually a, denig- a term of denigration that's, like, to over-enthusiastic fangirls who, uh, who congregate on the Tumblr. The Brigade. Exactly. Right. But yeah. it's, it's specifically about this generation and the kind of the, Any, the atmosphere around Tumblr. Specifically? <laughs> so... The, uh, but it was hilarious because here are these earnest 13 year old girls uh, like there are 5 or 6 of them mm-hmm. squealing uncontrollably during the entire movie oh, I'm sorry no. where'd, you guys, where'd you see this at? I went out to my father-in-law lives in Vancouver uh, Washington so we drove up and shot some guns I'm gonna go see the movie in one of these huge like the Cinetopia movie theaters so and it, I mean it was fun and they weren't that unruly but it was funny at still the enough. end still kind of like you're, you're trying to watch the movie at well, what was funny is during credits, I knew there were two stingers. Yeah. So I'm yeah. hanging out and uh, just kind of talking quietly with Foley and Foley's dad. And they start oh, they start getting really loud, because to be fair, who cares? Yeah. And uh, they're just like, if Bucky were in that movie, I would have just left like halfway through. Oh my god, did you see the interview on Tumblr where it's like, like uh, Chris Evans is just like beautiful and he's just like talking and like going on. I'm like, you guys are actually Tumblr teens. <laughs> and then I had that moment where I just stopped and I realized I am twice as old as you are. Mm-hmm. I am double your age. You don't know what a live journal is. Much less like, GeoCity. I like you having all these like turning thirty milestones. They now, have never just... heard of Webring in their life. <laughs> Technically, uh, you could have been old enough to be their uh, genetic uh, mother, probably. Oh That's no! What I'm saying. Like yeah, I am. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I find it amusing that I'm because I'm probably older than everybody here. Yeah. I know I'm By older scratch. Than here. Yeah. Um, and I, it's funny because I was you know 26 when the internet really took hold. In yeah. 96. And yeah. It's interesting to watch. You guys now yeah. saying, "Oh, these kids!" <laughs> I know. Like, literally, yeah. there was no internet yeah. when I was a kid, and 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 until I was in my twenties, really, there yeah. really wasn't a global consciousness like this. Yeah. And so it's funny to watch you guys finally starting to be. <laughs> 
<laughs> as old and out of it as I am. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I always feel like an asshole, by the way, whenever I say shit like this around someone I know is a little older than me, because I'm like, oh. No, no, it's true. But I mean, the thing is, is that there was this big, there's this big divide in the way people think about it. So I'm always glad, yeah. grateful I was young enough to wrap my head around the internet. Cause yeah. My yeah. folks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Well. You know. Well, you know, I always think of the internet. The internet kind of came of age when I came of age. Yeah. So in my brain, the internet is something you get when you hit puberty and from on. So it's only when I see my like little six-year-old best friend mm-hmm. playing with the iPad, fucking around, yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, well, shit. Those Tumblr like yeah. teens are really the first pe- generation to grow up with the internet as we know it. Yeah. Right. Like, like, we've like, just been there from, it's the, just from been the start. There. I was yeah. sitting there going, you guys, were you guys alive when the first X-Men movie came out? <laughs> were you even? <laughs> I'm just like, no, they're probably like, born, oh. they were probably born in, like, 99. <laughs> The shift is like it starts out with like the internet that's bound to your desk, yeah. followed by uh, you know, and I think that the then you know it's message boards, then it's that, then yeah. you start having websites, then you start having social internet, and then yeah. you have, now you have mobile social yeah. internet. Yeah, yeah. Um, bizarre, totally I, bizarre. A teacher, I, uh, my uh, uh, birth mother is a professor, and she's uh-huh. been talking about the change in cognition she's seen in her students in college. Yeah, and the interesting difference, and this is there have been studies done on this. The interesting difference is kids now believe that they that they, they can just retrieve the information from the cloud whereas yeah. we all had to carry it in rote in our heads yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, that's that's actually proven to be a fairly significant shift in the way kids oh sure. absolutely yeah. yeah I'll believe it yeah. but it was very interesting to go see there's kind of so I had to kind of this duality in my experience because there were these tumbler teens who were very enthusiastic about vaguely beautiful men mm-hmm. and then there was my father-in-law who's in his who, who's uh, 60 it was actually the first time he's ever gotten a senior discount anywhere he was kind of shaken Aww. by that experience oh, talk yeah. about people having their elderly mo- like like age moments yeah, yeah. but uh, he was a little well, not pleased with that but um <laughs> Beyond that, he grew up reading Captain America, but he yeah. hasn't read it since then. Like, he read some of the Brubaker stuff that this movie is loosely based off of. Yeah. But, like, there are times that I'm like, we were talking afterwards, I'm like, because we were just like, oh, you know, it's kind of funny that we were walking by a theater, they're showing Spider-Man, and then there are all these ads for X-Men, all of which are from different theater or mm-hmm. different companies, yeah. and talking about that. And he goes, that's okay, because Spider-Man and the Avengers never met. I'm like, well, actually, like, Spider-Man's been an adventure. He goes, no, they weren't. Like, and he, he's like, and I realize, finally I realize yeah. he's uh-huh. fucking with me. He means, like, in my day. Yeah. You had your Spider-Mans, and then you had your Avengers, and never the twain did meet. <laughs> Adorable. I, did, I really enjoyed Winter Soldier, uh-huh. and I thought it was a really nice, you know, I thought there were nice nods to sort of the 70 conspiracy thriller. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. not... Least of which the presence of frickin' Redford. Oh. Yes. To my great pleasure, that... did not phone it in at all. No. I can't think it's so mad in a movie where Robert Redford says hail Hydra. Yes. And, and spoiler. <laughs> but, the, but the thing that I didn't realize watching this movie, as much as I enjoyed it, and I love the yeah. Falcon also. I thought yeah. he did a wonderful yeah. job with him. Oh. I yeah. like that he didn't have to get some fancy origin story. No. Yeah. Um, and I really I... liked his friendship with Steve Rogers. But yeah. one thing I really so you're not me... allowed to talk about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> the, thing, the thing that really struck me about this one in particular, because oh. I liked it, is I have finally reached peak climactic punch out. Like, yes. Like I am tired of the giant superhero fist yeah. fight at the end of every movie because it's the same yeah. fist fight on some variation. I'm the giant thing is blowing that. up and there's a fight. Yeah. I, I, what drives me nuts is it's the exact same thing as when uh, in in the eighties when every buddy cop movie ended with a shootout in a warehouse. Yes. <laughs> I told Foley I got weirdly bored by the climax uh-huh. and I couldn't quite put my finger on it and that's it. The climax a little bit? Yes. But there was a really, 
really good fight. Like, there were, no, it was, yeah. okay, here's what I liked about that movie. Was some, like, it was not was really good action in that movie. It was not a superhero movie, is no. what I liked about it. It was really yeah. an action movie. The yeah. only superhero to speak of that was superheroic was Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. And even then, he's just kind of a really ripped awesome dude. Well, yeah. like, it's a very practical movie. They got movie. the fighting so right, because yeah. it doesn't look like cheesy like wire work or anything no. like no, that. No, it was it's brutal. Like, it's it was just awesome. like he would yeah. throw a punch and it yeah. looked normal, but that look, that motherfucker looked like he got hit by like a shotgun. Just yeah. No, I <laughs> thought it was really actually pretty well directed. It brought fresh energy to even to the elevator fight. Yeah. Yeah. To do right. yeah. yeah. Those guys who directed that are sitcom dudes. Yeah. Really? It's hard to believe they I so never would have guessed that. Directed the, I think, was it the pilot for Arrested Development? Yeah. And they directed a bunch of episodes of Community. Yep. Speaking of which, it, I liked Abed's cameo. Yeah, was nice. That was distracting because I expected <laughs> to suddenly like say cool like you know yeah. do something Abed yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the, the one thing in that movie that kind of took me out of the reality of the movie is uh, well the Falcon I didn't realize that was a superhero they were setting up mm-hmm. I, he's, he's, he's just Captain America's buddy mm-hmm. and you find out that he was a pilot they don't mm-hmm. specifically say where but you know Iraq Afghanistan yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that and you find out what he was a pilot of was a pair of jet engine metal wings it's, I was like, um, see, it's a comic book movie. I was yeah. gonna say, yeah. who are you? For cra- Bill, Bill, he was frozen for fifty <laughs> years. Yeah, but he came back to fight. Not. But since. I was so into the vibe of the movie that when it finds out, like, oh, I was a pilot. Oh, I was a pilot of Angel Wings. I would just see, like to but that, to... that I think that supports my theory that it's an action movie, not a superhero movie, because the superhero part took you out of it. I would like yeah. to remind everyone who complains about the comic book stuff in Captain America yes. that you're seeing a movie called Captain America. Yes. <laughs> and I also would. I also would like to say that that is a lot less ridiculous than the fact that both Captain America and his best friend from childhood yeah. both got frozen. I know! And, oh, and both that got was thought out around the same time. I'm just saying that so there's only a Nazi scientist's brain in a computer. It, in no. Movie. What is it that that was more easy for you to swallow? I know, than that's the, the thing where it's like, oh, you know, it's like, black it's like guy. That's unrealistic, but, but yeah. Dobby, Robo Dobby didn't fr- throw you, but... I actually really liked the, the way they pulled off the Zola stuff. Yeah. Because of yeah. the ridiculous, like, you know, about Zola and the or anything, he's a giant he's robot that walks around with a TV in his chest. Oh, that's yeah. supposed to be that character. Yes. He's yeah. like a yeah. super Kirby esque. Oh, so that character right. just instead of that doing that, they just put his brain in the computer. Yeah. And yes. That's it? Yeah. No, I know. Just <laughs> the, 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 I like that. The, I like the black guy so much. I like Falcon so much. Mm-hmm. It's funny that I even know he was called Falcon. I just yeah. know he's, he's black guy. Uh, look, like head on your left or whatever the hell Captain America says to him. On your left. On your left. All I remember is he's yep. on your left. He's awesome. <laughs> but he is well, in thought... Pain and Game, which we need to watch. Bill. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, he wasn't. Yep. He was the guy from Pain and Game. But yep. he was good. <laughs> no, he was great in Pain and yeah. Game, too. Uh, and you guys see the new Spider-Man? No. Man, well, that's what killed me it's leaving the theater. Leaving the theater, it killed me. That Okay, here's the thing. Captain America... Whatever. I don't give a shit about Captain America. I really don't feel one way or the other. It kills me that I was leaving a theater, having watched a Captain America movie that I have no investment in, that really enjoyed, and there's a Spider-Man movie, one theater over, with Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man and Emma Stone, and I can't fucking bring myself to watch it. Exactly. I don't give a shit about Captain America as a character. I love Spider-Man. And I love Spider-Man. I think the casting is perfect. And I... And it's have unwatchable. No interest in seeing that Spider-Man movie. How can you make a humorless Spider-Man movie and then make another humorless Spider-Man movie? See, I still haven't even seen the first one. I just know it's unwatchable, on it. Bill. It's yeah. really unwatchable. The only good thing it is their chemistry. Hello, you have such a huge boner for Spider-Man. That's not just a small thing from you saying, "Well, I didn't like that movie." That's kind of like a. It's a really breaker. bad. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, is that it's not like Robin Hood, where I have all these elaborate but unspeakable things that I like about Robin Hood. Spider-Man, he's a charming goofball. Every man is just trying to do his best. 
Yeah. And everything I've seen about the Green Goblin Electro looks like something from a Joel Schumacher movie. Because yeah. even exactly the makeup of Electro, thought. like yeah. he's got like one eye first contact. Trailer. Yeah, yeah, his contact isn't even aligned with the other one, so it kind of looks like he just looks like yeah, yeah crummy '90s makeup. Yeah. After yeah. I, I after I saw that first trailer, I was like, this feels a lot like the Schumacher Batman films. Yeah. And the three reviews that I have read, just at random, have all oh, that, referenced that's been the, thing. the Schumacher yeah. Batman films. Not only that, Batman before films. it came out, when Jimmy would say that to people, they would be like, no. Reviews started coming out. Like it was like a Schumacher movie. How did they like, not <laughs> learn the yeah. lesson that three yeah. villains is too many villains for a Spider-Man yeah. movie? Because we've been the, through the this. Spider-Man has the, the new Spider-Man movies have a worse problem. First of all, they're unnecessary. We yes. already booted. They yes. should have just continued. Continue. Why reboot? Yeah. Because oh Raimi in the first two Spider-Man movies yeah. nails yeah. it. And you yeah. don't need to tell that story again. Exactly. We should have just continued the yeah. story, and everybody would have been just, just fine. There was no need to redo yeah. it. And they didn't redo any of it better, except no. I actually thought... Um, Uncle Ben in this in the new one was yeah. better cast. Yeah, I, I thought yeah, yeah. exactly. I well, the casting, the casting is Sheen. perfect. However, yeah, but but I felt like in the first Amazing Spider-Man, they wasted Uncle Ben's death. Oh, absolutely, right. nothing. Like in it that was movie. meaningless. Yeah, and yeah. if you're gonna fucking bother oh. telling that origin story again, yeah. why would you just? Throw it away the origin that. story is the least interesting part of Spider-Man. Yeah. But the worst part of this movie, these new movies, these, this new trilogy apparently they're going to do, Ugh. is that they've decided to put this weird arc in it, and the arc is something about how uh, Oz, Oscorp has some, like Peter Parker has some special destiny tied to yeah, Oscorp, and they try to turn Peter Parker into this kind of Harry Potter-esque boy who lived mm. kind of character That's who's got some kind of weird he's a random schmuck right yeah but the That's whole point of spider-man that what makes him great and why you love him as a character in hmm, the comics and elsewhere is he's a loser who just yeah. happens to have superpowers yeah. and yeah. copes yeah. exactly you need, yeah you don't need to add an extra layer of well no. he's the chosen one yeah. no that, that is not what spider-man Man, is was this Orsi kurtzman stuff that's yeah that well that was actually something i think sony dictated they want an overall conspiracy where peter's parents Somehow it tied to Oscorp and Peter. Oh, they, they have some trans movie kind of like some yeah. kind of mystery that spans the different movies. Yeah. And oh, the first okay. Amazing Spider-Man drove me bonkers with how much Peter was kind of a dick. Yes, like, he was like kind of too much of a cool dude with his. He is unlike. Like I mean, you can't. Like, if your Spider-Man is unlikable, you have failed at Spider-Man. Right. Well, the whole point of that character is you, you like him and you admire his struggle yeah. to yeah. make ends meet while he's trying to also do Who? Right. Yes. And Spider-Man should be funny, but yes. he shouldn't be an asshole. Who no. are the kids in the Captain America teaser? Oh, Quicksilver uh, Quick and Scarlet Witch. Witch. Or, I Magneto's children. But they can't yeah. do that because But he can't be Magneto. They can't but be Magneto's they, children. They were Avengers. They'll find some way to the work The Nazis just found him yeah. in a Kinder Egg. <laughs> well, it's got something to do with the the weird gems, like oh, see, that's Loki's. Blood. Well, that's the other thing. Because yeah. the thing that Loki had in the Avengers it has something to do. Oh, with the Thanos's reality gems. Oh, the reality gauntlet. gauntlet. Yeah. I think the thing the thing that Marvel's doing right is that who get they know who gives a shit about the MacGuffin. Yeah, right. yeah. The glowing rocks don't matter. Exactly. Yeah. And it's at the very end of the movie. It yeah. has nothing to do with the the movie you just watched. Yeah. It's there. Like, it's there. It's that flavor that the nerds crave. But yeah. they know that. You know. That's why I like the, the second teaser in Captain America where Bucky goes to see. Yeah. Know, I really liked that, by the way. And the fact Can I said, say that was, I thought, the best exposition I've ever seen in a, in a, in a thing because it was a character moment yeah. and exposition? I thought that was so fucking sweet. And I like, in the museum experience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So and I like it takes Bucky Brilliant. to ask why they're having an American history exhibit in the Air and Space Museum. He says that out loud. And then it just suddenly cuts off mid-sentence. <laughs> like, oh, shut up, that you're not allowed to talk about <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, I love you. 
love you so much. It was also great. Conley, why aren't you on every episode of Boy House? <laughs> You're anti-Bill. It's great, yeah. Also because uh, it fills in a lot of gaps that they then don't have to fill in in the next... Yeah. Like, it shows, like, oh, Bucky has gone out and started to rejoin society and is yeah. learning about so what you, went on, so you think they don't Bucky's have to, like going to be a part of this the third one? Oh, like they say yeah. at the end of this movie that he's going to go the, the the Falcon and, and Cap basically say okay. we're going to go get Bucky. That's going to be the third film. There's yeah. something I was trying to think of there's another film series like that where it seems like the characters are going to go off and do something but in the, the next film they kind of yeah. I don't know. Forget to do it. Yeah, <laughs> that happens a lot. That happens little. sometimes. But it's called think. the early 90s. <laughs> so they have to rescue Bucky from Java's Palace? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Can I just, my favorite little thing in this movie was that um, Natasha had a necklace with an arrow. Yep. Yeah. Aww. It was really I subtle. The time around. It was really yeah. cute. That's kind of cute. Honestly, I, I would have really liked seeing it. Clint Barton in this one. I think he would have yeah, been in that real was, well. Yeah, that was the I only was one initially. that I was like, where's. where's yeah, but I kind of. Yeah, go ahead. Fine. You guys are probably all big fans of the Hawkeye, the new Hawkeye comic that Fraction. Uh, I'm behind, but I've really enjoyed the first. I can't share my opinions because I'm an asshole odd man out. I'd watch a whole movie <laughs> of freaking Jeremy Renner playing Hawkeye trying to manage like an apartment building. Oh yeah, I'd watch that film. Yeah, I oh, would yeah. love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, it'd be astonishing. Yeah. If you don't like it, it's okay. no, no, no. I like it, but it's one of there's some things that people are like this is like eighty blowjobs at once, and then you read it like at best that's Did three that simultaneous blowjobs. <laughs> The makeup for old lady was is all digital. Yeah, really. Yeah, I was sitting there going, "That's really good practical." That's yeah, a, no. That, I, I I just saw that man. earlier this week. It's was, a really good way to do it. I mean, because you because aging is so much about like it's, it's a shit. reduction, it's a not thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's where they fucked up in Prometheus. I still think the putting. Um, Cap's face on the little scrawny kid is one of the best special effects. Well, yeah. still brought yeah. that back yeah. Yeah. flashback. Yeah. 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 You don't like that? No. It, it sometimes it it's better in this one. In the yeah. first one, it doesn't quite hold up. This yeah. You know, one of the distracting things in that movie the whole time. I'm like, how did they do Bucky's arm? Is his is his armor <laughs> and his pants look like that? Is the CGI? I can't no, look at the whole time. The, the like behind the scenes photos. No. Of they're amazing. They like took a whole cast of like. His arm and then like mm-hmm. sculpted all these metal plates. That's and crazy. Shit. I was gonna oh, say it's yeah. sort of thing that could be really enough. done practical. Although can yeah. I just say if he's going to be this? Actually, I thought that weirdly Bucky's in, in the didn't need to be in the movie. And I actually yeah. think the Winter Soldier really needed to be in the film. You could yeah. have a pretty good movie without him. Yeah. But the thing is, I was like, Agreed. if you're going to be the elite secret assassin, mm-hmm. the legendary assassin, yeah. why would you paint a large red star on him? Yeah, Just seriously. You think he wanted be? They so have that him was purposeful de- misdirection. It, yeah. Yes, well, but yeah, no. It was just like if he's like this secret stealthy assassin, you don't see him be particularly stealthy. No, no. He's other just, than sniping. He's just an efficient killing super, machine. It's not that he's super stealthy. It's that yeah, he's an efficient killing machine, and they keep like unfreezing and refreezing him. So right. Yeah. Then, like knows like he'll show up and then just be gone for yeah. years and years. Yeah. yeah. They did a weird job yeah. of explaining that. Movie. Yeah, I was confused by that. I, I didn't realize that's uh, that makes sense. They kind of they that, hint at that. it, yeah. but it's interesting in a thing where they for the most part hit you over the head with concepts. Yeah. yeah. That that was something where like he shows up erratically every fifty years. Oh, he was just frozen and all. Yeah. That's why yeah. his brain. And did you see yeah. there's a yeah. Darth Paul Newman salad dressing in Robert Redford's fridge halfway through the movie? No, I didn't like, see that. And also just in Robert Redford, there's a couple glimpses in there, like thinking back that we just watched uh, yeah. Butch, Butch Cassidy on your birthday. Just like, man, it's Robert Redford. He, he did a great yeah. job. He did. Yeah. And damn, I gotta say, his suits in that movie—he <laughs> was looking sharp, fucking impeccable. Oh, I didn't realize he looked sharp. So yeah. good. That was Jenny a gutter as the old lady yeah. who mm. uh, Black Widow turned from out to be from Marvel. Logan's Run. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, oh, oh my really? god, I've almost masturbated this lady <laughs> from the movie. And I didn't realize that was her until the movie. Was Here was over. my yeah. oh moment: the girl who was the girl next door, who was actually Shield yeah. agent. She was on. 
Everwood with Chris Pratt back in the day. That's her connection she in the Avengers universe. I like her, yeah. She it, she's I probably my age. Oh, that was yeah? the moment where I was like, Aww. "Oh, you were a baby last time I saw you." Well, speaking of Chris Pratt, I'm really excited for Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, boy, that's yeah. gonna be a weird movie. Yeah, I'm curious to see what movie. happens. It's gonna be James Gunn directing a fucking Disney James movie. Crazy ass Gunn. Why'd they give that asshole money? That's astonishing. I'm it's not the new Scott Pilgrim, regardless of even if it's good or not. I kind of hope it just. I hope it's not good, and then it just suddenly like. No one notices see, it. Yeah. That's it a is. risk. I hope it's yeah. amazing. I did like the joke someone made where it's like DC and WB are like, no one would understand a Wonder Woman movie. Meanwhile, Disney makes a movie about a tree and a raccoon. Yep. Yeah. 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 Like, that actually I, does who have too late in it. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. It's, it's your show, no, your show Bill. Uh, <laughs> it's your Millennium Falcon uh-huh. that you're this piloting. Wait, he knows I, that you can jolt I, him into I space. Got, wait, hold on. I gotta flip these Millennium Falcons with you. Okay, yeah. My excitement about I'm excited for Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and I, and between that and Star Wars Rebels, I realized something that's happened in the culture, which is um, the things that Firefly was referencing are mm-hmm. now being referenced by the things. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like Firefly, Firefly is, is now being yeah. like yeah. Firefly was basically the Millennium Falcon as a Western, yeah. right? And and now it looks like Star Wars Rebels is. Firefly, yeah, yeah. And, and Guardians of the Galaxy absolutely has a Firefly. Yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Star Wars Rebels, why? Yeah. What an excellent wow. segue! Uh, yeah, they released the trailer for that today. We can save that because we'll take a quick break when we're done. Oh, with the that's true. Okay, we'll yeah, Star Wars right. segment. But yeah. what an excellent segue! segue that was good. Uh, we, <laughs> maybe we'll just lift that and put that at the end. <laughs> exactly. We're not, no longer talk about Firefly. Like, They'll use the hydro lifters to yeah. lift that what piece else? of that. Do, do we even have that much more to talk about? Do you guys care uh, about Hannibal? I wanted to talk fucking Hannibal. Do you guys care Hannibal? about Hannibal? We haven't been watching it. Yeah. I okay. I realized I had an epiphany watching the most recent <laughs> episode totally, of Hannibal. Well, that was also the most episode. Of what you're talking about last night? Hannibal was, yeah. is anime. Mm-hmm. I yes. realized you could do oh, shot oh. for shot tracing. Like the characters' faces mm-hmm. all could be made like done in that blends very easily, and like the composition, and everything, even the storytelling, and like the tone. Mm-hmm. It is an it is anime. It is live, a real life anime. Can I talk? For, I am, I'm not watching Hannibal, but can uh-huh. I talk about something that's interesting? Because I know Fuller's plan is to yeah. do the entire series, right? Yeah. Okay, so have anybody read the books? Have you read Hannibal the book? Fully has. Okay, so yeah. so the in the Hannibal book. Yeah. I don't, don't want to spoil anything. Have you well, watched Foley's the first care? season? It okay. all leads Everyone up to Silence. So Silent at the end of the Hannibal yeah. book, which is the last chronological book Thomas Harris wrote, yeah. he writes, it's a weird yeah. book because it's almost like this big F.U. to any, what anybody was expecting. He has yeah. Hannibal basically yeah. hypnotize Clarice Starling, reinforce with drugs, and a lot of perverse therapy. Yeah. And basically Clarice Starling is Hannibal's ally at the end of the book, and they run off together. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a it's a it's, it takes what was a crime procedural book series yeah. and turns it into a monster series. Yeah, what's interesting is Fuller said he wants to do all the books. Yeah, uh, but he also said he wants to do a story after Hannibal. The interesting. Hannibal book. And yeah. I always thought well, that I've the heard book, about that, yeah. the book kind of got a lot of scathing reviews, and and um and Thomas Harris didn't really write anymore except for this prequel book that he was kind of you know De Laurentiis forced him to write. Right. But you can tell that the Hannibal book is setting up that um that Ardelia Mapp, uh, Starling's roommate, mm-hmm. was actually going to go run off and try and find her. Hmm. And and I really always thought that she was going to pull Will Graham out of retirement and go find her. See, I th- I'll oh, bet you yeah. that's the story that Probably. they're going to plan. They almost yeah. need to do that because Will Graham is essentially the main character of the TV show, but yeah. in the books he just drops out yeah. before... Yeah. It, well, like, 
that's what's Before so interesting. The of the lamps, he's, he's a secondary character. They're yeah. kind of they kind of pull a Ned Stark, and that you have your false protagonist. Yeah. Because the first season of Hannibal into the second season as well, like Will Graham is pushed to the center, like he is the protagonist, but really it's Hannibal. It's about Hannibal. Yeah. And they're gonna drop him. It's, it's pretty in the title. Soon. Yeah, exactly. So Manhunter, and then yeah. they'll, or not Manhunter, but Red Dragon. But the yeah. thing that'll be interesting is at the end of Red Dragon, the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's okay if I talk about stuff. Yeah. That's kind of, okay. Oh, yeah. Red Dragon, the book. Han- uh, Harris is much worse about dealing treacherously with his characters in the. Books uh-huh. like in the end of the Red Dragon book, which is an awesome read. Uh, he gets a knife through his face, and later on in Sounds of the Lambs, they reference him. They go, "Yeah, he's a drunk now, and he looks like Picasso drunk." Yeah, Pica- yeah. 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 Kind of curious yeah. if well, they're they going to just... take Graham to those places. Oh, the TV abs- show. they're going to. They've already start. The whole point of Hannibal is that they're destroying Will Graham piece by piece. Yeah, and if they keep up, it's, I think what I like about the spirit of the show, from what I've heard, is it seems to be capturing the merciless spirit of Harris's books. Yes, oh, than, that's what I like about yeah. it. it is, though I'll say this: they can't fucking kill all the female characters. I'm really annoyed by that. Well, and they made Freddie Lounds a female character, yeah. now, right? And so. spoilers, they just killed her. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, fuck well, you. Know you. Well, probably she's not actually dead. Did they put her in the, in the wheelchair instead of a blade? <laughs> no. They just but. did introduce Mason Perger, though. Oh, interesting. It's going to be a big thing later on. Yeah. That fucking scene with the murder pigs. See, that was when I just started laughing Wait, uncontrollably. Murder pigs? Yeah, murder it's pigs. Murder pigs. Sorry, no, but I'm just going to spoil the fuck no. out This, what I love, my. I struggled this season because basically what happens is Will Graham's like, it's Hannibal, it's Hannibal, he's a cannibal. And everyone's like, Will Graham, you crazy. You the killer. Lock him up. And there are like five episodes of Will going, no, really, no, really. And that's all that happens for five. And it was just like, Ugh, I get it. No one believes him. Move on. That, that's what's killing me this season. Between that and, and, and the female characters getting... Well, they finally on. moved on. And now they're just doubling down on the crazy. Like, there was a batshit five-minute orgy sequence in the last uh, Hannibal. I know. And I was like, one thing I share with no Graham, I also <laughs> fantasize about having sex with Carolyn Bernard, so we've got that in common. But no, it was. it's just the more ridiculous and cartoonishly extreme that show gets, the more I enjoy it. Technically, that was a five-way. Kind of think about one, it. One, two, all three, all four. All the figures in Four-way. We're missing one. Yeah. Well, Bill, technically that's a dual person, isn't I don't know. it? I don't know. Anyway, so not spoiling Hannibal. Hannibal. Yeah, oh. we're terrible beasts. Anyway, Hannibal's just ridiculous. But the thing I did also involving Carolyn Devere last week is I played um, Child of Light, the new Ubisoft, uh, UbiArts mm. um, uh, game. Just came out. It's interesting because it's using the Rayman Returns. Um, uh, engine to do, or should be Rayman Legends, is that what it's called? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, to do an RPG. Mm-hmm. Have you played this, Bill? Yeah, I played the, about three hours of it. What do y'all think? Because you've played it too, Jimmy. No, I haven't. Oh, okay. No, we haven't. It, but I've, I've heard that it is beautiful, but the, the, writing, the writing is not great. The writing is fucking reprehensible. <laughs> it is the worst. This is one of the rare games where I could say, I can honestly see I could have written that. And Seriously. I do not pride myself in being a good So, writer. Mike, here, this guy who wrote it, this guy also wrote Far Cry 3. So this guy is just one great big jerk-off machine, but his thing with this game is like, oh, it's He's a story. He's probably going to listen to this podcast and, and go cry. cry. Yeah. yeah. You know what? When Amy Hennig sent us a message, it really fucked me up, and I was wrecked for weeks. Uh-huh. What's his name? Justin Engelmo or whatever? He can 
go do any number of euphemistic things. And that's whatever. the guy who directs uh, Hey Ash, What's Your Plan? Oh, that's what I'm confused. But his name is similar. Yeah, it's yeah. something like that. This, this, this guy's like Jeffrey Yolahem or something. Yes, yeah. that's what it is. Something like that. Yohalem or something. We hate him so much we can't even bother to learn. Oh, his name. but this guy. So it's a it's a fairy tale sort of thing. And so this guy's like, oh, it's a fairy tale. It's gonna be an epic poem. And when you hear him, t I heard him talk about it before I saw anything from oh, it. He's really? Like, it's like an epic poem. We're kind of evoking those sort of mythical things. Dude does erratic couplets with absolutely no meter whatsoever. So it'll be like, it's... you know, yeah, it's like, at last I am born again. A friend! Oh, what an end. Like, that sort of bullshit. Or, oh. like, he'll, he'll do, like, one one line and then, like, eight lines where there's only a rhyme at the end. And it's just infuriatingly it's like erratic. trying to write poetry and making it up and not really... As long oh, as the lines yeah. have rhyme... Don't worry, everybody. Matter. I bought a rhyming dictionary. It's all good. We're fine. Yeah. It's, and this is all the dialogue in the whole game. And it's the entire game. So there's lots of dialogue. The entire game. Position in. And it's beautiful because it looks all like watercolor. It's the same like, beautiful hand-drawn game, but like yeah. Well, the thing is, is that talks. it's not voiced. There are little oh. bits of narration that are voiced by Carolyn Deverna, and it kills me because that woman's voice gives me shivers. You know, I didn't realize that's what it was until you started talking about. It. I was like, oh, okay, well that okay now that the voice does sound familiar. Yeah. Ugh, it's oh, it's awful. But I, it's the character designs are great and the art is good, and it's just yeah. I'm, I'll probably play it. It's yeah. So have Wait till it's free PlayStation. Anything more about the World War One game? That they're doing? No. Yeah. I, just I've like they announced it, but yeah. they and I think they did say Child of Light was first, and then the other games would okay. follow. Because right. there were three games using the UB Arts engine that they announced. But this all at once. Ubisoft guy, he cannot be allowed this to write fucking, any more games. He's the guy that Polygon did the whole article about the Alice Room. Did y'all read that? No. You guys need to read this. Okay. I swear to God. They're like, yeah, you know. Because he was talking about Far Cry 3 in particular, because Far Cry 3 uses a lot of fucking quotes from Alice in Wonderland. Okay. He's like, because we kept finding lines, and they kept, like, you know, applying to the work in the oh, world. God. But literally, oh, like, pick-plucking quotes out of context and then using them? This guy, when it comes to writing, worst. it really is like watching a monkey with a machine gun. It's the uh, worst. He, like, he knows enough to put his finger on the trigger, but doesn't know how to control it or anything like oh, that. It's yeah, it's, it's worse. I'm sorry, not a monkey, but a... Uh, uh, whatever salacious speak from is. And what kills me, <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. of course. <laughs> us with us here on the Millennium Falcon. Wait, hold on, I gotta hit some more switches. What kills me about this guy is that, you know, there's Thanks, not a RP. lot of focus put into writing in games. And this is Ubisoft felt strongly enough that they gave them this whole department and there's this whole creative thing. All these controls that they get, and this guy gets a lot of attention and a lot of, he gets in the media and he's a known entity and he writes the worst crap. And we're talking about Video game writing. A lot of attention. The bar is low. I hope to so fuck this guy gets fired. Sure, I'm sure people are listening. I am a kind and loving person. I kind of. I'm not gonna finish this. Is just oh, oh, no. like, <laughs> it's just one of those things like a filmmaker will do sometimes, where they buy into their own press and yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Get, and and go a little bit outside their lane. Do and they're not you really that good at, uh, thinks he is phenomenal? Is part of the worst part. He thinks he's one of the big thinkers he, in gaming. He thinks right he's now. blowing your mind with the shit. Yeah, right, that's the most juvenile bullshit. Yeah, that, but he's outside of. He's now outside of what made him great to begin with. This he, guy thinks Far he's Cry Quentin 3. Tarantino, but he's the guy who like wrote like Destiny turns on the radio. <laughs> this, this this guy in Far Cry 3 is this big white power fantasy on this island of quote unquote natives where you fuck the natives and it's like a metaphor. And he's like, no, 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 I'm making fun of colonialism. I'm like, no, you just made colonialism. That was all that was. Uh. So he thinks he's being so deep, man. I'm talking about race and conflict and all these things. Well, I'm talking well, about this rape. Guy, I'm not depicting rape. I'm like, fuck. 
this guy's thinking yeah. process was I'm writing a video game that's a fairy tale, so everything's got to rhyme. Ugh. Apparently, it's just the most arbitrary. It doesn't matter if yeah. it's in service of the story or and if it makes sense. Yeah. It's just yeah. that you can't just you can't you can break meter. Once you establish it, yes. and then you break it for dramatic effect yeah. and for impact. If you have no meter whatsoever, then you're just f fucking. And there's one character in the game. The whole joke is that she can't rhyme. It, but it's like the game since the poems don't work, the poetry doesn't work. I don't notice that she can't rhyme until <laughs> someone points out you can't rhyme. <laughs> this fucking game. But Annie, there's there's crows. Oh, there's okay. a city of crows. I'm so mad. Just don't play. Okay, yeah. when I I was gonna be a teacher, I was gonna teach English, and I always said I can't teach English because I hate poetry and I can't do poetry. And I realize now it's not that I hate poetry; it's just I have very fucking strong opinions about what is good poetry, what is bad poetry, and I can't stand what I deem to be bad poetry. There's nothing, by the way, if y'all ever write a limerick and you're proud of it, don't show it to me because I'm an asshole. I am an asshole. Someone showed me this like long limerick that they wrote and they're like, you're gonna love this. Annie, you'll love this. It's a saucy limerick. It was it, it didn't use the limerick cadence correctly. I will, I'll never show you my old rhyming poem. <laughs> yeah. You have to keep your eyes turning into Cyclops and you just burn everyone to death. I'm an asshole. Yeah. I'm such an asshole. I will say though, I legitimately, when I was younger, I did used to write a lot of rhyming poems. Yeah. And I am the same way. Yeah. But if like the cadence isn't right, because yeah. people always try and like cram yes. wrong shit into there to make it work and that's not you have to make it yeah. work within the yeah if you don't care enough about your craft right. to actually bother with the craft part of it yeah. then don't fucking do it yeah you brought yeah. up an interesting question earlier which is you know you were talking about how the guy says the game is satire yeah but the character if i understood you correctly the character mm. is playing the thing that he says that you're satirizing yes that's perfect so that brings up an yeah. interesting question right is is it satire if you have the character if you're basically asking the player to enter into the immersive experience of doing the reprehensible thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then, then the responsibility is, does the game make that appealing? Yeah. Or does it make you actually question your own actions? He, there's a torture sequence in that game. You torture your brother in the mm -hmm. game. And he thinks he's being all deep. And he's, he's questioning, like, agency in games. And what does that mean to us? And you're a bad person. And you're having to do bad things. Like... Fuck you, Jagoff. This yeah, is not as deep as The laziest possible uh, oh. intellectual writing. Well, I remember yeah. when, when Pitfall made me feel really bad about stealing treasure. <laughs> that time, you know, you're stealing gold from the scorpions uh, underground? Yeah. That was fucked up. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, Child of Light, beautiful game, fun to play. Gameplay is fun. Have any of you guys seen Nebraska? writing. Oh, the Bruce Dern movie? Yeah. No, I haven't. I just watched it this week. Annie, you might want to check that out. It's really uh, good. Yeah. I love um, Bruce Dern. Just because it's, it's it shows good Midwest. Brennan and Chase were telling me about that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you like it, Mike? I, I, I love Bruce Fence. Dern. I haven't seen it yet, and I want to. Oh I, yeah. I, but I'm, I'm a big fan of Bruce Dern, and it sounds like he really kills. You it. You know what I didn't realize? Have you guys ever seen Election? No. Yes. Oh my God, Election is the best. It's the same guy who made that. And it's, it's fucking good. It's a dude. It's an old dude. Bruce Dern plays an old dude who thinks he's won a million dollars in the lottery. But turns out he hasn't. But mm -hmm. uh, his son is forced to take him on a road trip to try to collect this million. dollars Isn't his son played by what's uh, his comedian butt? dude? I yeah. can't remember. Uh, I love him. He was on Bill Thirty Hale. Rock. No, I get all, no it's, um, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, Will Forte. Yeah. Will Forte. Oh. I love it's so Will Forte. he actually there's a little Abraham Lincoln joke in the movie, and I almost yeah. I, I, I almost wanted to say guys. Okay, we gotta pause. Let me explain, to explain to you why this is hilarious. Okay. <laughs> Which is so the, the best guys who joke. made the Lego movie made this cartoon called Clue and High, and it involved main character was Abraham Lincoln. 
It's shot in black and white, right? Beautiful. Yeah, that's really gorgeous. Yeah. This is neither here. There's not much. Oh, I just got a space Charlie horse. Oh no! Oh no! It's what happens when you sit down. Bill, it was that run that we did. What is it? We have that. We only have that tiny donut of seats around the holy chest table. R two, come over here. Let me put my foot up on you. Thanks, little pal. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Sorry, pals. By the way, I'm getting old. The body's failing me. In the diagrams of the Millennium Falcon, when they, you know, sort of publish the official diagrams, mm-hmm. is there like room for like the John and the kitchen? I can find you. I do. Well, have... let's go look, Mike. It's just uh, you anyway, just got to look around the corner. Literally, no. Uh, uh, Jimmy, right, right next to you uh, is on the bookshelf the of the Millennium Star Falcon. Wars, right next to the Saul Bass book, the, the big white book. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, right there. Oh, Pop Millennium that open. Falcon. Here, yeah. Oh, this is this is your your <laughs> owner's manual. Of course, for the yes. that we're on right now. Exactly. It's a Hanks manual for the YT. Was thirteen hundred Corellian stock like freighter. So the first half is just about general stock like freighters from this Corellia. is a custom yeah. ring the last half right is specifically of about this lovely shit that there are there is a toilet in there yeah crew facilities yeah yeah i'm just gonna go walk around yeah while you guys go through. yeah okay yeah <laughs> take a look jimmy oh so see if else? uh we've unclogged the, chew, the chewy poos oh did you oh, watch I more i can't get orphan black to watch because i want to go back and watch the moment the penis goes in the vagina i never should have told you that though there, here's where the shower is. See? <laughs> you know, we so could get up and look down. at the shower. I was gonna say, let's go take a look, you guys. Well, we're all lazy. Yeah, Jimmy found it. And he's got the Charlie horse. Like I said, we're all sitting yeah. in that diner seat circle around the holograph table. So yeah. Yeah. If we, Annie has to get up if we have to go up. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll just like at the floor. No one start the game. It'll knock over the microphone. Exactly. And you guys want to play a holo? What's the little trainer ball? I got it right here. I got, I got blaster. Recreation, a holo game table. Yeah. How does this work? Don't, don't fire it up. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, especially the last program I've loaded in there. <laughs> <laughs> I downloaded it from Space 4 Chan. <laughs> well, if we want to play the space chest, then that would be uh, the Jerks. Oh, yeah, of Jerks. course. Jerks is good, man. Yeah. Did you download that pervy Diane Carroll oh, from the Star Wars <laughs> Holiday Special? Yeah. <laughs> I am your fantasy. Have you guys oh, ever watched yeah. the Star Wars Yes, Lions I have. Special, God, I it's never... unwatchable. So that scene where Lumpy oh, Chewie's dad special? puts on the holographic mm-hmm. porn video, mm-hmm. and Diane Carroll's like, I am your fantasy, and I'm like, this is kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it gets yeah. really bad. Maybe you've seen the holiday special. I've never right? seen it. Really? It's yeah. so bad. It should be all over Everything people are like, oh you God. have to watch it, you don't. No. <laughs> you I don't have to. I have seen like little little clips That's and I'm like, that's enough. It's the yep. only thing mm-hmm. you need to watch is the Boba Fett character. Right, watch, yes. watch the Boba Fett character. I've seen that. Also, just Harrison Ford just begrudgingly working his way through the thing. He's like, yes, Chewie, life day. I will take you home from life. That's actually my favorite part. Yeah, just that she's present. <laughs> Star Wars shot with the like British TV camera. Yeah, exactly. It seem like Star Wars. Oh, oh shit! Uh, the pro- uh, Falcon's proximity alarm went off. It seems oh. like we're being attacked by a uh, star destroyer. Oh, so, we, we should uh, uh, take a break. Take a little break oh, my God, here. We gotta take care of this situation. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess right. we'll just randomly go to the. Uh, Y'all scoot over and uh, so Bill can man the guns. Gotta go. Okay, gotta man yeah. the guns and uh, you guys uh, just check to see if the toilet's still there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll be back in a second. Hold on, we gotta go for it. We gotta go fight some shit. Oh, that's good. Woo! Man! 
I can't believe we made it out. Oh, no, wait, there's one more. Okay, there's one more time. Back to the holograph chair. Whew. That okay. was a close one. That was, okay. That's another close call. Yeah. I can't. Scrappy group. Of, um, <laughs> that's right. Man, this is already better than Star Wars mm-hmm. Rebels. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> we're, we're already. We, we got less horrifying character designs. So sure. yeah. um, anyway, how you guys? <laughs> we look a little better in pre-production. Yeah. So. Yeah. Spoilers, that. spoilers for everything about Star yeah. Wars. So here yeah. we are in the Millennium Falcon. We've gathered together because today is, in fact, May the Fourth. And what else could we talk about? Yeah, on we this should elaborate day. on the format for uh, today's episode. Would be us talking about normal the stuff we've done this week, and this the second half of the podcast is just going to be us. Right. Out about so Star if you Wars. hate Star Wars, it's a good this time to turn the podcast. Oh man, yeah. If you hate Star Wars, shame on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can see being lukewarm on Star Wars and not being a fan of all the like the, the merchandising and like uh, how hum- humanity is essentially Luke stamped on the forehead. Lukewarm. Uh, oh, uh, don't you mean oh, Tauntaun yeah. warm? Because <laughs> that's how Luke's uh, Yes, there you go. I never actually heard anyone make that joke. <laughs> but you know, the thing is that's appropriate oh. because this whole, I will say this whole May, if I have one beef, and it really is like kind of a, a Twitter beef, unfortunately. So yes. The May the 4th thing is a pun. The actual yeah. movie opened on like what? May, May 25th. May 25th. Yeah. 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 May 25th is Star Wars Day. Yeah. yeah. We're in the month. Both. Every day is Star Wars Day. If you're friends with me, but Bobby that's going to be lost to history. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, I, I do find that a little annoying. Me and Bobby Roberts whatever. always on the 25th seem to be like, well, I'm having my real. Story. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever the 25th, Man, you guys. Like, it's, it's, it kind of reminds me of the old uh, Rilke poem thing, which is the only victories are the small ones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, you know what's beautiful about that, that, y'all? We have you on the podcast. So we have uh, fucking German philosopher references on the guy. <laughs> no, podcast. what I love about that is what what is more appropriate to Star Wars fandom than niggling attention to details. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, boys. Like, uh, real fans? Uh, <laughs> I totally just yeah. didn't know. It's funny because I don't even really, like, I kind of got over, like, I've kind of processed my Star Wars yeah. a little bit. I kind of have a weird relationship with it now because I kind of realize now that one of the reasons it went right through the back of my skull and entered my head for so many years is because I was really seven and just successfully marketed to it. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. I used to think it was like, it's mythology. I was like, no, they just gave yeah. you the soundtrack album and the action figures to reinforce your addiction. Yeah. And you were just super well marketed to. Oh, yeah. I was not introduced to Star Wars until a tiny bit later than seven. Yeah. I didn't get to watch Star Wars until I was nine or ten. Yeah. Wait, how old are you? When were you born? Yeah. Uh, I was... I'm um I'm young. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> aren't you a '90s baby? No. So we talked about this. No. You're See, that's okay. That's yeah. that's more vaguely what I'm yeah. trying to figure out. You're yeah, 89. Okay, yeah. Is that yeah? You're yeah. almost a you're, '90s. You're baby. as old as Fat Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'm sorry. I just, I just watched that last night. <laughs> <laughs> Fat Man. Okay. Does right. that technically make you Gen Y or a millennial? Uh, I think I she's know. technically Gen Y still. Yeah. Okay. So, um. For the anyway, record, I was born in 87. I can actually, <laughs> right. I can remember. I'm sorry, oh, we gotta convert these into Battle Before Yavin Day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Does that really make any sense? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Come uh, on. Heard, what? Uh, you know, five BBY. Yeah, I mean, it's BBY, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Why? No. Oh, I'm sorry. Lucasfilm just threw out all, those, all that canon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what if we get thrown out of the Star Wars canon? <laughs> what if we don't do a good enough job on today's podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can remember my parents um, sitting down and discussing whether or not 
I should go watch Star Wars. Oh, yeah? Because because I was, like, 9 or 10. So, yeah. Like, so we're all sitting around the kitchen table and just, yeah, them being like, oh, you know, I don't know if she'd really like it. I don't think we should really take her to go see it. And me just being like, oh, she's kind of, I, I think I'd like it. We should go see Star Wars. <laughs> and, yeah, like, they just didn't think I'd like it. So I just wasn't introduced to it until kind of later than a lot of kids. So, was this the special editions? Um, well, see, that's the thing. When So when yeah. I, I was weaned on Star Wars, my mom mm-hmm. loves Star Wars. Okay. Growing up, she would tell me, now here's what happened with Anakin, when, when, before Darth Vader was Darth Vader. I love Vader's Vader's Anakin, she's also a huge Beatles fan. Yes. Oh, my that's mom, of her age. My regret yeah. is that my mom couldn't be with us today because she would fucking love talking about Star Wars <laughs> with us. But no, she growing up, she I was really excited with the prequels only because my mom had told me about, oh, you know, there was a love triangle between Obi-Wan and, and uh, I still their think it's mom that's not and like, him. Yeah. And it's that conflict that, that turned him into Darth Vader and all this. And so, like, it, it's just been part of my childhood. But they yeah. did the special editions. They re-released them. And so I got to go see all the Star Wars movies in theaters. Yeah. Right. I remember that being a big fucking deal. So, yeah. so here's the thing. The first time I saw the Star Wars movies, it was the special editions that were released in theaters. Yeah. After that, I was given VHSs of right. the, like, original cuts. And that's what I watched over and over again after yeah. that. Yeah. But um, the first time I saw them was when they were released in theaters Mm -hmm. again with the special editions and that was my parents being like should we take her i don't know Mm -hmm. once they did and i saw the first one and flipped the fuck out (laughs) this is the best thing i've ever seen yeah after that they wouldn't let me watch the next one until it was released in theaters (gasps) so i had to wait (laughs) i have the memory of going to see empire strikes back in the theaters and like the cliffhanger ending and being like Uh, being in the That's car awesome. afterwards and being like, is it actually true? Is that actually what happened? I'm like, I can't tell you, Tom. your parents but i approve of this yeah. parenting tactic my, my uncle was in the car and because i was still fairly young my mind was kind of blown by everything I'm like how did they do the thing where his hair got cut off mm-hmm. and so i remember my uncle david like he was wearing a long sleeve shirt i guess and being like like this that's just like an arrested development right. exactly i'm also like anytime i think of star wars have the memory of being scarred for life yeah. Car ride on the way home when yeah. my mind was blown and I was in like emotional turmoil and my um, my family took advantage of that to torment me. Oh, that's uh, interesting because yeah. you know like when I was uh, I was seven when Star Wars came out right. in theaters it was in right. theaters for a year because uh-huh. we used to yeah. have this one thing we talked about in the culture. Yeah, yeah that, that was back when things could monopolize yeah. culture. For yeah, like Raiders of the Lost Star, Star, Star Wars, yeah. all those things would stay yeah. in theaters for a year. And yeah. I remember I didn't get to go for months after it came out, but that wasn't a problem because it was still going to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was still a line around the block to see it. Yeah, but I remember my all my friends saw it before I did, and I kind of had collected all the Star Wars cards. And I knew everything about the movie before I saw it. Yeah, and I was watching it with my dad and leaned over and we were watching it go I'm going like those are Imperial Stormtroopers yeah. that's Darth Vader Dark Lord of the Sith and he's like and he just looks at me and goes why did I even take you <laughs> you already know what's happening yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, before we uh, uh, got stuck in Detroit I made a quick stop by Christophsis yes Bill what'd you and get and they happen to have uh, crispy Oreos oh my oh, god space that's Oreos, uh, my oh my god. space Oreos marshmallow uh, Oreos that no, is actually good Unfortunately, uh, excuse me, excuse me, More space mallow. I ran into the Easter Bunny in Lord Mandel. Oh, uh, wow, look at, okay, so Bill not only just pulled out those Reese's eggs. Yeah! That, they're on a plate. 
plates. There are two of them on a plate with a knife and a fork. And they were not, they were laid on the Reese's planet. (laughs) This is astonishing. By the Wingarlian monkey, monkey, uh, uh, jupers. Excellent presentation, Who jibs? Well done. Lay chocolate, peanut butter, Well done, my friends. (laughs) That's impressive. So help yourself. You know, I was about to say I'm surprised that a replicator would make that, but I know that's the wrong universe. Shame on me! Wait, what are you uh, talking about? I don't know. We don't have one of those. On I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Well, you know, I, I was watching Netflix on the <laughs> in uh, in the dashboard computer, and I think I saw caught some of this strange, strange science fiction show called Star Trek. It was very weird. Like a strange parallel world. Uh, we're not Annie. talking about that right now. <laughs> the so aliens the all look the saw... same. I swear, they all look like people with makeup. I know, it's bizarre. When was the first time you saw Star Wars? I don't even remember. Because okay. like I said, it was just like from childhood. That's kind of like with me too. Like my dad, he had the VHS box set that yeah. came out in 1990. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty, like, so that was like three when that came out. Yeah. Man, you guys are babies. And so yeah. I've probably just been watching that since he got it. Yeah. And like... Like, I just always remember Star Wars being there. Exactly, like, not, yeah. Like, I don't remember a time, like, where I didn't know about Star Wars. We watched it until the tape broke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that was... It's weird to think there's a whole generation of kids growing up now with Clone Wars. That's a reference. Yeah, yeah. And that's people, not, not the prequels, but Clone Wars specifically. Yeah. It's a yeah. Clone Wars cartoon that we all, like, most of us just finished. Yeah. But, yeah, like, uh, I think some of the kids at the John Williams concert we were talking about... They were excited because I heard them talking before the show. People were like, was this going to be like the, 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 the parents were the, explaining to the kids, like, this is the music before. It's not going to have the drums. It's going to be yeah. like, this is the music for like what happened to Anakin and Obi-Wan after Clone Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they quite got it because maybe yeah. they haven't seen those films yet, but it was yeah. funny that that was the reference because like we're saying, okay, no, this is before yeah. Anakin turns back. Which is weird because I yeah. think for all of us, there's a canon of Star Wars yeah. that is now like. You're just like incidental to so like, about to crack into the Reese's eggs. Yes. Yeah. From Ord Mandel. Be well, careful. Let's not jerk the Millennium Falcon unexpectedly. Yeah, we don't we don't want oh, the no. eggs to hatch until we have to slaughter eat uh, Reese's, of course. Reese's beasts. Exactly. Reese's beasts. I have a question for Conley, because I'm interested because we're such generational differences here yeah. and we're all we've all come to Star Wars in different ways that are somewhat representative of the way people have come to it. Right. So Conley, when you were ten, the prequels started coming out. Yes. Were you capable of enjoying them in a way that say older fans weren't um to some extent i mean like i definitely didn't love them like i did the original trilogy or anything mm-hmm. but i still went to see them you know yeah uh, and like it i wasn't necessarily as critical per se mm-hmm. as i think uh many people would although looking back i certainly can be but I, I definitely, even as a little kid, was like, Jar Jar Binks is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that's the terrible. Test, even when kids are like, that's so, like, bullshit, too. Like, that was, you know, while I wasn't necessarily as critical, like, I still was like, this is not, this is not the same. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you guys just finished The Clone Wars last night. Yes. Yeah. What'd you think? Um, overall, I really enjoyed it. Yes. Overall, what's what's the what's the parts that you there cared so much for? Just there were some shitty arcs. Yeah. yeah, any um, show that's been on for six years will have. Yeah, six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just weird to me. I'm sorry. That show was on for six. I still, I still consider that a brand new show. Yeah. 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 And for There's, those who don't know, well, it's, the it's Netflix been 15 years since the since the Phantom Menace came out. That's uh, almost as long since between Jedi those and the Those Tumblr teens weren't alive. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I mean, the, 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 maybe people don't know this, but Netflix just broadcast a missing sixth season of yeah. the Yeah, abbreviated half season, yeah. 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 The one they basically were forced to abandon when they decided to do episode seven. Is that right. correct? And do Rebels I believe so, yeah. yeah. Well, which is funny, because the, the sixth season is definitely... I would imagine they had some episodes uh, in the hopper right when word came down that Lucas was going to sell the farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the, this half season definitely feels like Lucas' final statement on Star Wars and him trying to wrap up. Even the, he tries to wrap up Jar Jar's thing by really? essentially marrying off Jar Jar. Jar. <laughs> at least when people say, what happens to Jar Jar? He could always say, well, you know that chick he gets hooked up with in those two episodes of the last, of the last season of Clone Wars? He just marries off. They, that, they lay a couple that eggs. That was such a waste. Was, oh. But yeah, if you're so going to have... There are 13 episodes left in this show. Yeah. You have an abbreviated half season. The first arc of that season was fantastic. Mm-hmm. The first arc was like some of my favorite episodes of the show. And then the second arc was okay. And then they waste two episodes of the last season of this show this on is, fucking Jar Jar Binks. This is also a show that wasted, not wasted, but had a half season about a tiny little alien general running around inside a droid's head mm-hmm. hanging out with R2-D2 on yeah, that, that was bad. Planet. <laughs> that, that was a whole, there was six episodes of these like R2 and these other R2 droids yeah. just on their adventures uh, just we, running around. We almost skipped those episodes. <laughs> yeah. That would have been fine for an episode or two, but then you realize it's like a six episode arc wow. and they're not going to stop like mm-hmm. this miniature alien, mm-hmm. evil, like yeah. General Commander alien. That's that's what started to bum me out. Was with like four seasons, four and five. They just started doing these really long arcs. Yeah. That Which like, if for, yeah, especially for like you know a kid show, it's like if you're having to wait in what is it uh, a new episode per week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And after like six weeks or like yeah. even three weeks, it's like still the same. Yeah, shitty story. Yeah, I can imagine watching that if you're watching episode episode for like yeah. the mm-hmm. weekly. It would have just been a whole life. Well, it's especially yeah. interesting when you have like basically an Adventure Time generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, these kids were used to like these 15 minute chunks of story. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a weird like choice to make. the two or three episode arcs were fine. Yeah. But once it starts getting into like four or five more, you better have a good story like, to back that yeah. up. Yeah. It's yeah. especially yeah. funny to consider that this is all ultimately spun off Genevieve Tartakovsky's like two or three minute. Right. Yeah. <laughs> which I were love. Great, which are beautiful. Okay, yeah. so, which is now so rendered non-canon, even though that's that's right. Off so the here's the thing. thing. I don't think that's, you can even get that anymore. You yeah, can't. So, it's yeah. out of print now. So when I loved that Jenny Tartakovsky cartoon so much yeah. that when this Clone Wars stuff first started coming out and they were like ripping off Jenny Tartakovsky's designs but making them look shitty. Yeah. And because this was coming out, now the original cartoon is like out of print and they're not going to make it anymore. Like, yeah. Essentially, you surf the Jenny Tartakovsky. Exactly. Like I was so bitter towards this cartoon yeah. that I refused to watch it for how many? Six, Six years. years. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, it's only just now that I've been like, all right, I'll watch it. But um, the other thing being, before they put this cartoon out, they put out an animated movie to sort of like lead into lead it. Lead into it. Yeah. And that animated movie was so bad. Well, it was just, it was just yeah. like the first three episodes just duct taped together in a pitch to say, just, just so they could put out. I don't know. I guess George Lucas was broke, so he decided right. to say, like, well, let's make a feature out of this, even though it's not designed right. to be a like, feature. Because I'm a yeah. sucker and I'll go see anything Star Wars, <laughs> we had to go see it in the oh, theater. Oh, you saw it in the theater? We saw it for free, though. We saw it for free. Oh, okay. Um, so I, bad. I thought. No, go ahead. That was interesting because I saw that, and that's one of the last Star Wars, new Star Wars things I watched. I only watched a few episodes into Clone Wars myself because I watched that movie and I went, "Oh God, Star Wars isn't for me anymore." 
Yeah, it's for little is, kids. Yeah, and I just went and I yeah. kind of watched the show for a while, and it, and it started with those little cute aphorisms, and the Star Wars theme sounded like a freaking marching band was performing mm-hmm. it. And I was like, I was like, oh man, this show isn't for me anymore. This mm-hmm. has been passed on. The baton's yeah. been passed. I so, just checked out. So Which the, is, the movie was bad. Yeah. yeah, real bad, and like way too like. Ahsoka was horrible in that. Uh, horrible. I didn't like... I, the, I, I was against the whole Clone Wars thing to begin with because Ahsoka yeah. is conceptually so, is, exactly. is a dumb idea. The dumbest that let's give Anakin his own Padawan. Well, even, even more than that, like, here's a character we're going to sneak in between films yeah. whose existence is obviously never, never going to be acknowledged in the yeah. films, no. but for some reason it's going to be the huge part of these exactly. characters' lives. See, that's yeah. always the problem well, with any sort of prequel. Yeah. Like, immediate prequel like that. And the way just... they introduce her in the show... Yeah. Not in the show. The way they introduce her in the movie, she's atrocious. Yeah, she, she wins comes a, in. She and wins she's, a rap battle. She, no, she, no, she comes in and is basically like, "I'm here for the first time, but I'm smarter than all of you Jedi Masters, and you should all listen to me." By you the way, what? I have cutesy nicknames for everyone. <laughs> Anakin, you're now Sky Guy, and my thing is making up nicknames. And you know what's a way? Out like a hot rock. You know what's a way show? better thing? Tagging. <laughs> God, we'll get to that. We, we will get to that. You know, so, man. Parenthetically, can I say, it, oh, the, the year of praising the Gennady Tartakovsky things, uh-huh. people should go look. You can find all of the meta together in a two-hour thing on YouTube if yeah. you know where to yeah. look. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Watch That's it, because idea. those yeah. things came out between episodes two and three, and the energy on that is yeah. so insane yeah. and so funny. Yeah. And it's having so much fun going over the top of that stuff. Yeah. That, that Gennady Tartakovsky cartoon is what made Shang-Chi my favorite Jedi. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, like I yeah. I oh love man, that, that clone cartoon. arc must have killed you then too, where she almost she almost figures out what's yes. What, what's yeah. what. Yes. Can so, we even spoil the clone arc? I'm gonna watch them. Uh, are you? The more you guys talk about it, the okay. less likely I am. Yeah. I, I want Wait, you to watch less them. Less likely you are. Yeah. No, I don't want to know I anything about like, it. I well, no, I mean, we I mean, like, like any arcs for you to watch or something. Just yeah, I'm gonna skip this bullshit. I will go through and I will handpick the episodes. Do that's nice thing with being arcs. You could just say, okay, here's an arc, here's an arc, here's an arc. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. The first season, because we finally buckled down, and we're like, all right, fuck it, let's watch the show. <laughs> and that's how everyone's been, and then the six weeks, yeah. like, a week, couple weeks later, like, yeah. it's actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. No, the first season was not good. The first, I, the you can start season, seeing shimmers of potential. Mm, the first season... That, the, the last in, episode yeah. of the first season. <laughs> oh, my God, wait. The, the animation is bad mm-hmm. in the first season, Yeah, and it's all just... Clones and battle droids shooting at each other yeah. every episode. Can I reboot levels of yeah. animation? <laughs> there is an episode that is nothing but fighting. There's almost no dialogue. It's just I think they go back to Geonosis, which I thought was actually kind of um, not brave, but I th- it was interesting that you have a kids' cartoon that is just 20 minutes of it's a battle scene from essentially just just a regurgitation from the big battle suit from uh, episode two. Which not great. It's not good. Yeah, necessarily good bad. storytelling, but I thought that anyway. <laughs> it's not good, but I liked it. Uh, it was bad. I hate everybody. So okay, the second season oh, is God. pretty much immediately better. Yes. Like the animation is immediately better. Well, the, it's not so much about clones in the Clone Wars, exactly. but it starts the, expanding the, the universe by being. They start to branch off into more interesting storylines. Yes. Um, and one thing that I noted that, well, season two is probably my favorite. I think. Um. And one thing that I noted about season two, and not necessarily about some of the other seasons in the show, is that there were only two episodes in season two that did not prominently feature a female character. Yeah. And oh, yeah, that's... Star, that's... And Star Wars yeah. is pretty shitty about ladies. Yeah. And so, like, as low bar as it is, I, <laughs> I really appreciated in season two 
that almost every single episode from there's the a future, girl in the room. At, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not saying there's a girl in the room. I'm yeah. saying that at, at least, at bare minimum, one woman was a prominently featured character hmm. in the story. Were you the one who pointed out that story. there are there's there's whole swatches of the show where you can have uh, the protagonist antagonist. Uh, will both be female, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And whole, and like side characters, the and side like, characters, yeah. yeah, like it's essential. And but it's not like it's done in where it's like, well, this is going to be the girl power episode. No, so that's just the shape of the universe. Sometimes you're just going to have a female Jedi versus so, Krak so versus. I really, yeah. really liked that about, in particular, the second season, but hmm. uh, the show in general. Um, yeah. But it kind of dropped off with that later on, and they sort of forgot about all the female characters and all the yeah. and stuff how, like that. How did you like the arc where they brought back Darth Maul? That spoiler. Was, <laughs> yeah, um, Again, that's another thing I heard about. And I thought that sounds so fucking stupid. Exactly. But when they, in the context of the show, I'm like, I, is that he still back sounds stupid. From the dead? Not really. No. Okay. Right. So, but how he survives is never really explained. Do they sure just, he like, got cut in half and fell down an oh, empty actually, hole? Do they stick him on like a hover? No. <laughs> <laughs> don't say anything. Uh, don't say anything about it. Yeah. Turns out it will, well, it'll terrify him. Yeah. <laughs> no, the energy factory where it got cut in half in, at the end of episode one turns no. out to be built on top of a hospital and he lands <laughs> <laughs> on the hospital bed. Um, cut in half, but they're like, okay, we'll fix you up. Okay, I'm assuming the spiders did him back together. <laughs> so now I want to, okay. They basically put him on giant robo spider legs. That's why I'm going to handpick the episodes for you. I'm just because they put him on normal legs after that. Oh, so, it's Satine! Yeah, no, Duchess, <laughs> no, um, Duchess, <laughs> stop. Stop. I'm not spoiling anything. I know! Duchess Satine is one of my favorite characters. I really liked her a lot, and I think that that first story arc on Mandalore in season two is probably my favorite story arc yeah, in the show. Yeah, that is incredible. Um, oh my god, if I were in charge of, oh, this this half the episode could be pretty much if Bill were in charge of Star Wars. <laughs> the thing I love about the Clone Wars is, is, is that if I were in charge of Star Wars, I would totally make the Yoda of episode seven either Asajj or Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. In terms of ha- having a character come back, mm-hmm. yeah. I also loved what they did with Asajj Ventress, who I loved, who was introduced in the Genevieve Tarkovsky cartoon. Yeah, and, Sith, um, like bald Sith lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Asajj Ventress. I think she's rad, and uh, I liked her story arc a lot yeah, in the show. It was they really did a cool. lot of cool stuff with her character. Um, yeah, kind of particularly, you kind of see where it's good where it's coming, where you realize she's not. No, stop. See what's weird. <laughs> see, this is what's weird to me about Star Wars is that I didn't engage with any of the extended universe stuff. But me my mom, either. my mom read all the books, but we, we never really talked about it or anything. I didn't really read any of the comics or anything. So to me, Star Wars is the trilogy, and anything else, I'm just kind of like, what are you talking about? What's happening? Like, this is all just sounds like gobbledygook to me. Well, it's funny because my interaction with Star Wars was the only thing we had that was expanded universe for years. Mm-hmm. They literally didn't come out with that EU stuff until like 1990. Or something. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't until the Timothy Zahn books that really kicked in. So before that, all we had were the following things: we had the Marvel Star Wars comics, which were insane in the seventies because after they they started coming out right after the first film came out, they had no idea what the universe was. So when they say we're going to deal with space pirates, they would have people in pirate outfits. (laughs) 
<laughs> with pantaloons, yeah, like wearing like little breeches, yeah, and they and they, everybody had like Han Solo had Conan hair, nice, and like they <laughs> oh, just Skywalker none of the me. ships looked yeah. the same, yeah, and they had at one point, and I actually did a I did a fan comic about this. They did they had a character who hung out with Han Solo and Chewie in the first two issues of the Star Wars comic in the seventies. That was a set eight foot tall green rabbit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Named Jackson. Jackson. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And uh, there was that. There was the Ewoks cartoon, the droids cartoon, right. and uh, Ewoks: The Battle for Endor, uh, which is a oh, wait, I have TV seen Ewoks: Ewok Special. They had yeah. two yeah. Ewok TV movies. Yep. Yeah. One with Wolf, Wilford Brimley. Yep. yep. And one was out. Both of those. There was one where Wilford Brimley was like, like "Guys, I can't. I've already done one Star Wars." <laughs> But that was that was the extended Star Wars extended universe. And those Ewok movies, those Ewok TV movies are nuts because in the first one they set up this whole family who's lit, crashed their spaceship, Swiss Family Robinson mm-hmm. style, and has to interact with the Ewoks. Second movie, TV movie starts, they kill all of those people. Oh, yeah. really? Except for one little kid. Yeah, bad wow. bad aliens it's show nuts. up. The opening smart. of it, the opening scene of the second TV oh, movie is killing. That's the one I've seen. From the first one. I'm remembering this now. All these repressed childhood memories it's are awesome. coming up. It was kind of nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that the Clone Wars cartoon started feeling more like, like visually, like definitely more tied to the prequels. Yeah. But as it went on, they kind of tried to visually tie it more to Star Wars. Yeah. And like they started to make some of the costuming look more like the like they started to wear kind of more closer to like the Empire the uniforms and mm-hmm. stuff. Well, like the clone troopers movies. stopped being clone and troopers and started really kind of turning into stormtroopers. And the yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Tr- and the like and the architectural stuff too. Like yeah. they make the interiors of buildings and stuff look more like mm-hmm. Star Wars. Yeah. 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 And so like but, in ways the the Clone Wars cartoon by the end feels more like Star Wars than the and you don't really need to know anything about the extended universe. Oh know yeah, about this, so don't yeah. be. Yeah. No, I'm not intimidated or anything. Yeah. I just fe- I now in this moment I feel like I know what anyone else like non nerds feel like when you talk about Han Solo too long. And you're gonna love <laughs> Plotruco and what Plotruco does with uh, uh, Kildromo. Those two guys. are fucking <laughs> great. You don't love those guys. Okay, guys. Mike, you know what I'm talking about. Y'all, uh, did any of y'all? I have a Kildromo action figure. <laughs> Did oh, Eddie... Faces, no, that's right. Oh in. my god, these, the Easter eggs from Ward Mandel are kicking in. I'm just making up shit now. <laughs> did any of y'all invent any Star Wars races? Yes, we talked about that. Oh, we did. Did. Yeah. did we talk about this on, Bo- on, on Ladylike or something? Yeah, I think or, it was on Boy Howdy. It wasn't on Boy Howdy? Okay. When you first attempted to talk about Clone Wars. Okay, yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. You invented um, your own Star Wars races? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What were they? I had the Yetta Perf. <laughs> that were four foot tall red ferrets with giant like saber tooth claws sort of things, but on the tip of their tails. Awesome. They were both used for protection and uh, feeding their young. I can't remember that. Okay. Part so much. so it was, it was weird. specifically Star Wars race, not yeah. just like a race. Oh no, it was Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. Mine yeah. did not have an. I don't recall. Well, mine had a name for the race, but right. I don't remember it. Um, all I remember is that it was based completely on what I did not like drawing. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I remember you do like what you were a, talking like about this, of, yeah. Like, gray people, and they didn't have noses, because noses were pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. Noses and they yeah. only had, like, three or four fingers, because fingers are pain in the ass. Right, right. And, uh, like, I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. That's funny. Oh, I guess we made up our, like, another, like, offshoot race, too. Like, yeah. we first, Yeah. We were like teenagers. We yeah. made like our own like fan fiction. Yeah. Where like what I'm trying to tell. Oh yeah. Ila Sakura and 
uh, Kit Fisto mm-hmm. had like a secret child together. Because in the comics they have like a they have a thing, a thing. going on. Yeah. Just because they have tentacles of her heads. Apparently, yeah. yeah. So That's we, all it takes. We made like the, their daughter basically. Huh. Yeah. Like, this Which cross breed. Kind of cute. How many she, tentacles did he have? Uh, she had three, out. I think. Right. No, more than was, that. Was it more than that? It's been so long. long. Yeah. Guys, Did you ever see the old Kit Fisto has a posse graffiti? He's <laughs> around New York City. You no, awesome. this thing where Kit Fisto has a posse. It was just a picture of Kit Fisto. That's, That's great. Adorable. Is it a Mandalorian in pink? pink? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So what I'm saying is, when y'all are done with the current Star Wars tabletop game you're doing, we need to end that, and then we need to have our Star Wars fan characters. Yes. Sabat, the uh, uh, mechanic uh, uh, Yetaperf, right. will be hanging out with your noseless four-fingered yeah, yeah. chick. Absolutely. <laughs> we need to make this happen, my friend. Is there any of that on your D-Gamer? That's exactly what I'm doing right <laughs> now. <laughs> that is you guys amazing. Are nuts. Oh, that's so cool. I so, want, like, um, a patch to put on a jacket. Yeah. On your denim vest. So as much as we dig the Clone Wars, uh, I had not seen much of this Star Wars Rebels stuff until right before the podcast. Conley has watched all the character trailers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it is unfortunate that all these character reveals, all the girls are just explained by... Okay, here's the the thing. Conley, yeah, this is your thing. thing. Yeah. I watched all of these character videos, and it's just very interesting to see the different ways that they talk about the male characters and the female characters. Mm-hmm. There are a few main male characters they introduce and two main female characters. Mm-hmm. Each of the dudes gets introduced with, here's this guy's story arc. Here's yeah. where he fits into the world. Here's yeah. where he fits in with mm-hmm. the other characters. Yeah. Here's what we plan to do with him in the future and how he views the world around him and how the world affects him. Yeah. Like, oh, this kind of thing. The female characters who get introduced, one of them is a... Mandalorian who wears pink <laughs> and she's spunky and she likes art which means that she graffitis things because she's tough and like they don't talk about her arc they don't no. talk about her place in the world no. they talk about how she's a tough chick who's she's kind of a tomboy yeah. she's kind of a tomboy but she expresses herself in her clothes and her hair All you can do is hope and pray that that's the marketing department yeah, twisting right. what there is and giving yeah. the presentation of what they think to do as opposed to the people actually telling the story. Yeah. You probably do have to give, I mean, given how rough Clone Wars started and how much yeah. better it apparently got, according yeah. to you guys, I guess you have to give it a shot, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, it is. it was stunning because we, we just watched all the videos in a row and it was stunning how it was. They were identifying the women by their attitudes and their outfits and their like their characteristics, yeah. And the men all had these whole planned I mean, sagas for yeah, them. Yeah, these are yeah. videos being put together by Disney's marketing department. Yeah, so who knows how that's, that's been morphed from what the actual show content yeah. will be. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 pink Mandalorian. Pink Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> we, we watched the cl- the WonderCon clip because Mike Russell wanted to hear the robot say what the fuck. <laughs> and as we're sitting here watching it, Jimmy points out, "Do you think that's the Mandalorian seat? Because there's a seat." that has like a checkered racing stripe in the middle and like pink highlights and I'm like for fuck's 
plastic covered Hot Topic stickers. Yep, <laughs> like, yep. no. I do urge everyone to, if they go into the Star Wars channel, to watch the WonderCon promotional clip for Clone yes. Wars because the first words out of this little annoying asshat version of R2-D2 R2-D yeah. that, they've yeah, yeah, the, yeah. that they've got <laughs> in the, um, in the, on this new ship. Uh, the first words out of his mouth are he basically says, what the fuck? Yep. <laughs> it's uh, for great. It's like, crazy. they do the, the intro char- um, character videos, and they have one for the robot, even though we didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. And it's literally, like, the whole time we're watching it, we're like, who thought this was a good idea? He sounds like Poochie the robot. Yes! Like, <laughs> He's got an attitude, no, guys! literally, in the video, you, got, you all should go watch this video, because the whole <laughs> thing is them saying awful things about this robot. Like, yeah. uh, this robot is kind of a jerk, and, like, you tell him to go do one thing, and he's gonna go do the other thing, and he's not really helpful unless he wants to be, and yeah. he's kind of a dick. And, to be like, fair, you could describe R2-D2 that way, except he's secretly working in coots with blah blah blah, 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 blah yeah. so. But like, R2-D2 always has, like, an agenda that is the correct agenda. This yes. is true. So, and, was, yeah, so he's a secret hero. Of Star Wars. And this yeah. robot literally sounds like. Like the Peanuts parent version of. Uh, yeah, uh, he's the Peanuts parent robot. And he walks, yeah. so he roll, as he rolls up in that first shot, they show him and he goes. Like, oh my god. I really like. I'm a cartoon of myself. My char- favorite character, I think, is the Beast with the Cockney accent. Who's this? I forgot about that guy. He's, yeah. your, he's, he's your already my Charlie Cutter. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. all I need. Yep. I'm a very simple girl. Yep. He's got a space beard, and he's a punchy stick. You know, you do live in that same galaxy as Star Wars, you can't This is true. Down. We should go hang out. I should have yeah. beer with him. Yeah. Hey, like, yeah, like I said, I'm a sucker, and I will watch anything that has to do with Star Wars, yeah. no matter how terrible. So I will be watching this Rebel show. Yep. See, with me and Star Wars, it's kind of weird. I feel like I've gone through all the seven stages of Star Wars, and I'm now on the other side. Here's and like Annie. Uh-huh. You know how you were watching that Robin Hood movie where they like turn into ghosts? Ghosts, or ghosts of Sherwood right? Forest. You, yes. You will watch <laughs> Available now on Netflix. I, I still watch, haven't finished that you though. You watch literally anything yes. that has Rob- that's how I feel about Star Wars. Oh bless. If it's half as terrible and nightmarish as my Robin Hood thing is, like, then I feel bad for you. I'm not ready to have my heart broken again. By yeah, but you will. Episode 7. But yeah. I will. I will be there at midnight. Oh, I will go to have see my it. Heart because here's the thing. I do me. believe. I I don't know why. I believe. I think J.J. Abrams can make a fun movie. All I want for Star Wars is to have fun. That's all I want. Well, especially this first one should be fun because that's what like the first Star Wars in the trilogy movie in a Star Wars trilogy should be. It should be the fun popcorn adventure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I processed Star Wars after Sith came out. I kind of went, yeah, like, you all started right. talking. About I was this, mentally yeah. exhausted from the whole experience yeah. of the prequels, and yeah. I kind of went, "All right, you know what? This is I'm fine. The chapter's closed. I never expected yeah. this to happen." When they when Lucas sold it to Disney, I went, "Oh, well, now it's mm-hmm. it's gone from being the increasingly lunatic vision of yes. one man yeah. exactly. to being a corporate product." Yeah, yep. and so I was kind of like, you know, this is, I'm sure these movies will be like Bond films now. They'll be very yeah. entertaining. I yeah. will probably enjoy some of them a lot. Yeah, but there, I, one thing I do, I have to say, I've, as time as I've gotten further and further away from the prequels and my frustrations with them, I've seen what I do love about them, which is this one dude with a super specific point of yep. view, like, got people to spend a hundred million dollars, he had an army that's, and spent a hundred million dollars to get whatever he wanted. Yeah, I think and that's what thing people forget. People electricity to that. Exactly, I think what people forget about Star Wars is that, especially the prequels, is that it is an insane indie movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing, and all I think that's... All those movies are funded by, by all this, uh, the Star Wars toys that he sold. Yeah. 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 People give George Lucas slack for being such a merchandising whore, but, but that, that's, yeah. he couldn't have made those movies without... 
Uh, and I mean, the, the original trilogy, he had people in his life that that could like that he would hire other directors, and he would he had voices he listened to. But yeah, the prequels are just a dude who does what the fuck he wants. This is the weird thing about the Clone Wars. Once you start looking into it, then Mike, you might be interested in seeing how much like George Lucas was actually really involved in the Clone Wars, and which is really confusing. I was very interested to see that everything about Clone Wars that I was like, man, that's kind of dumb. Like I would then go read an interview, and they're like, so George Lucas really wanted us to do this. <laughs> Supposedly everything in, 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 in the sixth season, which everyone loves so much, aside from the darker stuff, that was George Lucas saying, okay, we need to have a clone arc, we need to have wrapping up the Force stuff. The, like, like uh... It's not all bad. There's, had... He's made some oh, interesting no, calls, yeah. I mean, no, I'm just saying, like, when I was like, why the hell are they focusing on so many shitty Jar Jar Binks episodes? Then I go and, like, read an interview, and they're yeah. like, George Lucas really wanted us to put Jar Jar Binks in the Show. I'm like, yeah. Okay, and I'm like, why are all the aliens like you only would... the aliens have like foreign accents? So, like George Lucas really wanted us to give all the aliens foreign accents. Well, I was uh, going go in and think I was like, because because I, I was listening to some commentaries and stuff. They kept on saying, talking, well, George wanted this, George wanted that. Yeah. There was a couple parts where I was like, oh, that's actually kind of an interesting choice. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is told. This the, we just did this because George wanted. I was like, oh, that's actually a good thing because you're expecting yeah. every bad thing about it's the cheap. Wars. It's a cheap and easy thing to say that everything is bad about it. But that, I was I was actually well, George Lucas can actually still do some good stuff if he has some sure. time yeah. well, the, to think about it. It's not just uh, washing it out like uh, the, the Clone Wars or the prequel movies. Why there are those strong parts of Clone Wars though is because it's more than like just George's vision. Though. It's like, not a dictator. Other people right. can take his idea and be like, yeah. oh yeah, like that could be interesting. That would be and, interesting like, to see how Rebels turns out because it's. I'm assuming Lucas isn't going to be involved like he involved was. In well, that's the thing. Yeah, it's going to be weird tired. to have a post-Lucas Star Wars. Yeah, this is going to be everyone's chance to find out like how good it can be when you don't have that stupid Lucas. And what's interesting is Abrams... And I will say, what is interesting, I mean, I, again, like, I've adopted a certain emotional attachment from the series now, yeah. partly because I do think it is a big corporate franchise now. Yeah. More than, a, but I, I do, um, I am interested because Lucas has been, Abrams has been talking to Lucas about his ideas for this, mm. which he apparently had been carrying around, but, you know, Abrams didn't reach for Lucas as a co-writer, he reached for, um, you know, Kasdan. Yeah. He reached yeah. for which the guy who wrote, co-wrote Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. 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 Which, that's a good creative choice. And this fucking cast reveal, that's a good Aside yeah. from one lady, it's a yeah. pretty good cast reveal. Yeah. I do love how they come out like, we're I'm not really... finished announcing the cast. And they're like, oh shit, we gotta come up with a secondary female character real quick. <laughs> well, I'll be curious to find out is how big of a character the apparently lone uh, new female yeah. cast member See, is. Thing. How big of a character I, is I'll, I'll say it. I don't object to being the, there only being one woman as long as it's a hell of a woman. Yeah. Like I liked the idea of Amidala a lot in the mm. prequel, and it and it you see glimmers of like these moments where it's like that is fucking Princess Leia's mom, mm. and those are the best parts of her character until the third movie when yeah, her she only drives job a broken is heart. to be um, pregnant and cry. I still yeah. people will defend Revenge of the Sith, and I'll, I'll I can get onto that except that dying of a broken heart totally undoes any yeah. good thing. Okay. Yeah. Revenge so... of the Sith. Let's talk about Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> We had finished Clone Wars and we're like, I feel like we should watch Revenge of the Sith just to wrap this all up. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna disagree here. I guess. <laughs> oh, oh no! And it's because I hadn't seen it. Uh, I saw it twice in theaters. Right. I mean, not release and then like once with my dad. Yeah, sure. And like, after watching Clone Wars, I was like, well, maybe having watched all Clone Wars, mm -hmm. it'll bring, it'll bring a lot more. To, yeah. to Revenge of the Sith and it'll yeah. make it so much more meaningful and it'll make Anakin's transition into Vader like impactful and like, yeah. everything I, I felt was kind of missing in Revenge of the Sith sure 
It was so much worse. Oh my god. <laughs> it was so much oh. worse. It was like, like night and day. I'm like, oh my god, this is bad Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> See, I would argue, if I if I may yes. retort, uh, the, the one thing I would say is I like Revenge of the Sith alone among the prequels. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because, A, I, anything you say is wrong with it is accurate. Yeah. Like, I don't think Hayden Christensen's a very strong presence. No. There's a lot, there's still several scenes too many where you could cut several scenes out of that movie where people are declaiming what's going on to each other, particularly yes. any romantic scene with um, yeah. with uh, with Portman and, and Hayden oh. Christensen. But, I mean, those scenes are painful, but there's a lot more there there in that movie than the other ones. You yes. can tell it's the only one that has all the plot points Lucas wanted to hit when he started making these. Yeah. I think the last 30 minutes of that, that silent battle and all of the sort of almost nearly silent final third of that movie is beautiful. And um, I, I also like the opening of it. I, I, I was going to say, that that's one of my favorite The opening of the Space Battle beginning is a lot of fun. There's a lot of fun in it that you yeah. don't find in other ones. And I would say that what I would argue, and I know what you're saying, yeah. you, there's a lot wrong with the movie. But the thing I would say is if that had been the only, the first prequel he put out, mm-hmm. I think people would have given it a lot more of a generous hand than they yeah. did if it had come before the two movie crappy movies before. Here's my yeah. question for yeah. you. Yeah. How long ago did you watch that movie? Probably a few months ago. Watch Clone Wars, <laughs> and then watch that movie. So because, because yeah. when I had watched it before, I was in the same thing, where it yeah. was coming off of the two real bad prequels, yeah. and so then when Revenge of the Sith came out, it was this, like, like I guess this isn't so bad. Yeah, like, right. This, is, this yeah. is pretty good. Yeah, it's slap in the, the face rather than kick in the crotch. Kind of Stockholm yeah. Syndrome sort of thing. Yeah, this yeah. Stockholm Syndrome-y, like, yeah, you're, you know what, this is not so bad compared to the other ones. This is pretty good. And then after watching through all of Clone Wars, and then immediately thereafter watching Revenge of the Sith, it's like, this is shit. Wow. Yeah. Like, this is really yeah, Clone, bad. Clone yeah. Wars hits a really good popcorn action adventure serial uh, melodrama high. It's, it yeah. feels the most Star Warsy thing ever yeah. since, since the first Star Wars, actually. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not perfect. It's a little lumpy and a little funky. Yeah. But then going into the dirge-like seriousness funk of... Yeah, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Which right. I'm not saying Revenge of the Sith is no. super terrible. I'm, but, I'm aware that mine is. But the it's, yeah. Yeah. it really is just a matter of contrast. Well, and another yeah. thing yeah. about it too is like um, Hayden Christensen in comparison to the person who does the voice acting for Anakin mm, and Clone yeah. Wars and stuff. Yeah, who you're like he's he's so that Caden is just so awful. Oh my yeah. god! Like I remembered that Hayden Christensen was bad. Yeah. But coming straight off of Clone Wars, like, yeah. I'm like yeah, Anakin is pretty cool. And then yeah. like that's interesting. Like, yeah, oh, like, oh my god! Oh, oh my yeah. god! They do like, squeeze in really one, <laughs> one terrible multi arc with uh, Padme and Anakin in the last mini yeah. season. Right. It makes you go, oh my god, these characters are terrible together. Like, <laughs> Like, it's well, not like, a you know what? thing, though. But, but that yeah. was actually kind of great. Is yeah. that, like, that arc is, like, these people are horrible for each other. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. This is something like, you it's, on it's, screen. It's, like, yeah. a purposeful, yeah. like, yeah. this is really bad. It's and this a deli- is, this is, like... Clone Wars makes into a deliberate thing. Right, like, to, like, this is an abusive relationship. Well, that shows yeah. kind of like, self-aware... That's kind of, like, yeah. again, not just yeah. keep on overselling Clone Wars, but it shows a, a level of self-awareness that the prequels don't have. There are a couple other things about Sith that I did like. First of all, it's one of John Williams' best scores. It actually is a, it's got these beautiful yeah. choral bits in it. Second of all, it also has something that I think the other prequels don't have, where it does actually every once in a while stop and be silent. Yeah. So like that great scene where the two of them are looking that's at each other silently in the movie, across yeah. some skyscrapers. But there were some weird choices of silence in that movie. Yeah. Which is something that we we uh, noticed bizarrely last yeah. night. It was like, where's the score? Like when they're doing, like when they're having that first battle on the ship, when they're on the command deck. Right. It is silent. 
So it's just the background. sounds of them like cutting down droids and like this CGI, like with like no music or anything. You're like, what? I know. I'm like, what well, is also, this? Uh, interesting. Obi Wan wants to kiss a Grievous right before they fight on the Is that is that the movie where they keep calling them younglings? Yes. yes. That's because yeah. they don't kill children. And all that stuff is bad. Because no one wants to say let's kill the, the children. children. <laughs> there's a pretty fame. There's a pretty famous. If you watch the bit where um, Obi Wan goes, there's a bit where Ewan McGregor. You can find this on YouTube where Ewan McGregor is going. You, they kill younglings, and you see him cover his mouth. And, and it, it is really obvious yeah. that the reason he's covering oh, his mouth he's is because he's about to crack up. Absolutely, yeah. I noticed it last night. It's when he's in Padme's apartment, yeah. like telling yeah. her, and he's like, "They say that he killed younglings." <laughs> <laughs> he covers his face. Well, he, he, he might be doing that too, because maybe he's hoping they can ADR it and, and, and the children it later on, because so it's he's, yeah. he realizes how yeah. stupid it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Can you imagine? Being a Star Wars nerd. That's what I was saying before about and his And being turn. cast yeah. in a Star Wars movie, and you get to be Obi-Wan Kenobi, yeah. and you have to say, he killed the young ladies. <laughs> but Ewan McGregor was by far the best part of those movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah! And he like, knows what Star Wars should be. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah he's rumor really is, great. Rumor is he's, you know, going to be back as, as Obi-Wan's ghost in, in these new films. Mm. Ooh. And I, they haven't really announced that officially yet, but that's a rumor. That I would want to see that. Yeah, like, like I, as much as I was angry to have like young Anakin CGI'd into whatever, like I loved Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan so much that yeah, like I would yeah. not be angry. I want yeah. there to be a super awkward moment though, where um, Hamill. And Luke is like <laughs> the ghost of Obi Wan shows him. He's like, "How is it that you're younger than me now?" <laughs> I, I can't wait for that. How yeah. he would be older? Yeah, because Hamill is now. You it's know, gotta be like what sixties? Yeah, it's been thirty-five years since Star Wars came out. He was like maybe twenty, twenty-five. When My, yeah. I'm I'm literally gonna go home tonight and write you a list of. Do it. Yeah. Do it, dude. Awesome. Yeah. Do it. The interesting thing about the uh, new young actress, though, is if you saw that big cast table read they were doing mm. in that photo, I thought it was interesting that she's sitting between uh, yeah. Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher. Yeah. yeah. She's got a big part Everyone's kind of thinking that... I hope that yeah. she's their daughter. Me too. Yeah. Like, that would be... The, yeah. Everyone seems to be split. In, there were rumors, supposedly, that she's going to be the female, or she's going to be the lead character, or it's going to be the black guy, John Boyega. I'm He's okay with awesome either of those I'm so things. excited that well, he's in it. I Have started you... watching Attack the Block right before you guys came over. I oh, love Attack the he's Block. He's great in that. I'm so yeah. excited yeah. that he's uh, cast. I, I need to get the subtitled version, posted though. an article, and it was a few months ago, where it was yeah. him and two yeah. other actors who, it, the article put out by, I think it was Variety. Oh, it was about what's his butt being cast as the villain. Well, no, no, no. It was, was, that it, was it was three actors. John yeah. Boyer being one of them. And the headline of the article was... Actors in contention for lead role. Mm-hmm. I'll just Star say Wars. this: if a Star Wars movie where the protagonist is either a woman or a person of color, that's pretty fucking yeah, bad. Yeah, for serious. I'm really excited that John Boyega was See, cast. this is yeah. why I had such a boner. Well, I just wanted specifically for Kobe. I somehow a time traveled young Kobe Smulders to be the the hero. Of young, Star I know, Wars. Bill. Mm-hmm. I but know. But still, the idea, like I, this goes into my whole thing: what new Star Wars should be about. But it should totally be about. Han and Leia's kid being the protagonist because okay. the whole gist of any, this, the genesis of any Star Wars trilogy mm-hmm. is you have a kid who's just minding their own business and suddenly a Jedi shows up from out of nowhere and says, hey kid, you want to be a Jedi Knight? Yeah. And it's just, the rest of the story is just leading yeah. in there. You can't have that story if it's Luke's kid 
Yeah. Because he would have been raised from Egypt right. as a child. Right. Well, I'm really hoping but, that the girl is going to be yeah. Donald yeah. kid. And but it has... the, like, co-protagonist. But since Star Wars is about the story of the Skywalker family, there still yeah. has to be a Skywalker. Yeah. And, you know, if, if, if any kid of Han Leia would still be a Skywalker, at yeah. least in blood, if not in name, yeah. if you Organa Solo. But that would totally make sense if... For some reason, Luke shows up and says, "Hey, I know I've been too busy establishing just Jedi Order, but maybe I'm getting a little old. I need someone to take over for me. But yeah. how would you like to take over?" And that's the first Star hey, Wars kid, movie. Do you want to build a snowman? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and of course, it's a little fantasy thing where a that character's a girl, b she's inherited a little rickety old spaceship from her dad. Oh, Bill, running around. This is officially now your fan. I don't just that part does turn into fan fiction, but I think that that uh, plot-wise, that yeah. should be the genesis of a Star Wars sequel. Well, there is sort of some stuff kicking around out there that's probably just rumors stuff at this point, but you, can I say what I've heard? No, that's fine, because it's, it's all, it's it's all rumors. So the, rumor, yeah. the rumor right now, and this is all going to change probably in the coming weeks and months, Yeah. yeah. the rumor is that we're going to have um, Adam Driver is playing a new guy turned into turned evil, or a mm-hmm. new Sith apprentice. Um, I'm guessing you know, Max von Sydow probably is in there somewhere too, mm-hmm. but the whole thing is, is that the Emperor's now regenerated as a ghost and he's mm-hmm. sort of running the show from behind the scenes mm-hmm. the, uh, Literally the, the kid menace. Mm-hmm. there's like there's yeah. rumors that uh. the kids may, or there's the other story that's going around is one of the young kids mm-hmm. uh, turns evil right and right. is twisted yeah and then if Han Leia had two kids like one of them turns and the other isn't doesn't, that what happens like in that. the expanded yeah. universe yeah, yeah. 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 that's and that this, some of this may be stuff that's getting conflated and may not be true which is funny well that's the thing with the expanded universe now being non-canon they could pluck yeah. pieces from that yeah. one piece, yeah. like yeah. Um, the I'll be a little sad if Mara Jade is not in it. I'm character. The uh, the I love playing her in Mysteries of the Sith. Oh. The um, the but the other thing that's that kind of interesting is uh, J.J. Abrams is also trying to build as much physical stuff as he can. That's there's fantastic. rumors that a full scale yeah. Millennium Falcon's being built, and. Um, <laughs> You know, if I was J.J. Abrams, I'd be like, yeah, you're damn right. If I'm going to direct this, I'm going to build my own. Yes! Yeah. That's, see, that's I get to keep it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. If, if, if fucking Peter Jackson could well, build the thing. a hobbit hole and keep that one that's It's not even for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, do me a favor. Build in my backyard. Don't worry about it. Guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the humor is Abrams is going to do what he's pretty already proven I think he's pretty good at with Star Trek, was he's going to try and use as much practical stuff yeah. as he can. Yeah. I so. certainly hope so. That's yeah. what Star yeah. Wars... I mean, let's yeah. be honest. That's about the janky real stuff. Yeah. That's what's best about Star Wars. Exactly. Also, um, it was the original script draft from the guy who wrote Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, uh, Arnt. Yeah, Michael, Michael Arnt. Arnt. Yeah. That nor- that back that put the uh, original trilogy characters kind of on a back burner to focus hard on the See, new characters. That's uh, Abrams and um, and uh, Kasdan took it back from him yeah, and rewrote it to that. make the original trilogy characters a little more front and center. See, that's, yeah. And I, yeah. I, I wonder. I I'm not. Ford, I'm not down with that. Ford was probably on the fence about getting involved in this, and my guess is that he probably put a condition on this that yeah. he. This dies. is the rumor. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, this is because he wanted to die in Jedi. Right. He wanted to die in Jedi, and they it's, wouldn't let him. And I'm guessing that he said, "I'll come back if you, you know, kill me." The yeah. night, <laughs> well, the night of the John Williams concert was the night that the rumors came out that, like, okay, well, there's going to be a huge casting announcement. We're hearing yeah. Oscar Isaacs. All this stuff was right. The same rumor, the, the same source of the rumor was saying uh, Harrison Ford has a huge role in this first mm. film. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, and if, if what not in the other ones, and yeah. so if you yeah. have anyone, that he's essentially going to yeah. be the Obi Wan who dies at the well, end of this. Well, I mean, oh, yeah, in no, the, I'm almost certain that he's going to die. Yeah. Which in makes a perfect sense, yeah, world, show yeah. Up, yeah. I want and, the next trilogy to start with the old characters handing off the reins yeah. to yeah. an adventure yeah. with See, the next I don't generation. Even want that. I like, like, 
I want the first film to be the introduction of the new characters. Yes. And like, yeah. you can have the other characters on the periphery. Well, see, okay, but you've got your, your main cast that are kind of up to speed, and then you kind of, you seed in these other characters, and then they get running, and the original cast falls yeah, off. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, I mean, it's like the ending of the first Star Wars film. It's like, you kill Obi-Wan, see, that's and why you still right. got see, that's your fucking big finale. Mott Bill's fan yeah. fiction is that Luke is, I mean, he's... The Jedi who shows up, he's the Jedi who has to die at the end. He's the Obi-Wan, he's the Qui-Gon. He has to die at the end of the first one. I don't think they're going to kill him. We might, they might, for all we know, they're going to well, off can, all of them. I, you know what? Yeah. Be like, you're going to have, you're gonna have uh, please, Mr. President, I don't want to go, going, look, they're on this planet! Press a button, it just explodes in the distance, no, 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 Han Solo and <laughs> Luke Skywalker. They're going to in the most spectacular way possible, yes. and they're all going to be on the Millennium Falcon yep. together, and the Millennium Falcon's going to get blown up, and all of the original trilogy... Uh, cast members in the Millennium Falcon will all go out in one giant fireball. There and we all go. Burst and and most people can cry more with the Wilhelm scream. Let me ask a question: Is it is it weird? I, I get the feeling that we all think the same thing. We just. I may be more upset about the idea of the Millennium Falcon yes. being destroyed than yes. I am about some of these oh, yeah, characters absolutely. dying. If the Millennium yes. Falcon gets destroyed, um, oh no, I will there's going to be hell to pay. Weep. <laughs> to me, yeah. that, to me, that ship is everything. That ship embodies yeah, everything that Star is Wars. great about Star Wars. Yeah. It's a busted down hot rod with a bunch of history. Yeah. that nevertheless is capable of great feats, which is yeah. what yes. Star Wars is. Yeah, yes, yeah. It's a janky, ugly mess that's beautiful. It's yeah, yeah, a <laughs> ugly mess that has this perverse beauty. Yeah, and, and it's really. I mean, like it's really. It comes out of Lucas's heart because he grew up in Modesto car culture. Yeah, and I feel like that is that ship is. A car, a hot rod that you've been working on as a custom that's yeah. up on blocks. That's There's something in it that captivates adolescent boys. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Star Wars. That's, yeah. that's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be super bummed when that thing. When I mean, if yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. just prepare yourself for it. Yeah, they better replace it with stealing it. myself right now. Yeah, well, I like everyone's assuming that Adam Driver's the villain just because he's an ugly mug. Not ugly, but he's just a goofy looking. Maybe he's gonna be like another Wookiee. I think it was announced that he was cast. Yeah, they did. They Is came that out. Was? That was the yeah. rumor when they were. Have like, you guys seen uh, Inside Llewellyn Davis? Yeah. Mm. No. Oh man! Is that one scene the only scene he's in in the movie? Well, no, he's in a couple lead. other scenes. Okay, yeah. but that's his with big that great song with very yeah. yeah. boom. And I love him as a villain of Star Wars. Oscar Isaac's. I remember yeah. he was one of the people when when people were first talking about who do you want to be in Star Wars. I just happened to see Oscar uh, inside Lou Williams Davis, mm-hmm. and I was like, it actually oh. he's a good brooding. He's Oscar a good actor. actor. He's really good in. I mean, he does a great job in Drive. Yeah, he he's does awesome a, in Drive. He's yeah. there's a really dumb movie with Rachel Weisz called Agora. He's really good in. It's like I like him as an he's actor. In, he's in uh, one or two of the Bourne movies. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, well, he's always been kind of background brown guy. See, and that I'm I'm excited for him to not just be a background brown so guy. So I think like, him and Boyega are both good dark brooding mm-hmm. guys. So I kind of wonder what's. Yeah, if I was going to give one carryaway from this podcast for anybody, I would say if you haven't seen Attack the Block, I gotta yourself. see that movie. Yeah, inside, yeah. Yeah. You can come inside to our place. We have it on. It, yeah. It is the perfect right down right. to its music. It is the great John Carpenter movie that yeah. John Carpenter never made. Yeah. Oh, that's it, absolutely. It really is. Definitely. Really good. Yeah. yeah. It, Meanwhile. That Daisy girl, she's a girl. That's the way. We didn't know anything about her, right? What, what did you know about her? What I love people are upset about. Like, what did you know about Harrison Ford, Bill? Well, that's the joke. Is like George Lucas got a, got a carpenter to play Har- yeah. Han Solo. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So who the fuck cares? Yeah. But, well, there is like she's only been in a couple short films and, yeah. and a couple of them. She's like really funny, wise ass, which yeah. lends credence like oh yeah. she's got Conley's kid. I'm she, just saying. I'm just great. saying. This is the heir of Katniss. Yeah. Can't yeah. we have a Star Wars that's lead that's a teenage girl? And then what happens? Okay, so okay, so. 
Luke dies at the end of the first movie, and everyone, oh, so sad, but we had a fun adventure at the end. The second one, he's like, the, the main character's like, oh, I've got to find a new teacher to teach me this. It's not Philip. Motherfucker. And like, no, it's Hans Waldo. He brings back Asajj or Ahsoka as the owner. <laughs> turns yeah. out because, what? Well, th- th- no, stop. This aside from plot elements, this yes, is, this is to think about what the sequels trilogy needs to be about. You have yeah. to think about the whole shape of what, like, what the episodes of Star Wars. Yeah, what, what, what's the shape of the story? What was supposed to be when Star Wars first came out? It was just the ragtag adventures of yeah. Skywalker. That's all yeah. it was. And when uh, Lucas invented the whole thing of Luke being uh, Vader's kid and stuff. Mm-hmm. And into the prequels, it changed from just the ragtag adventures of Luke Skywalker into uh, the life, death, and redemption of Darth Vader, yeah. mm-hmm. which gets wrapped up in Return of the Jedi yeah. and filled out by the prequels. So what the hell is a sequel trilogy? It's weird to have that a trilogy without over. Vader, because they're yeah. all, like, yeah. Vader is there. And you Vader can make more sequel and, Star Wars uh, movies, but what? Like, why number them? You could like you could yeah. just make more, like... And in some way, Obi-Wan is Yes. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. that's another yeah. justification for having what's his face mm-hmm. come back. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like about their relationship in a small scale, so, and then the impacts about of their relationship on so, a large yeah, scale. Well, that's a good point. How would this trilogy tie into the original? This is for six swords. My idea. Peter is there as a as a force ghost. That's entirely possible. But, but, yeah. At the end. My idea. In every is, version of Jedi, he's been there at the end. They, they probably won't do this at all, but. And this is a completely arbitrary thing that's invented just to fix a little plot hole in the prequels. But you have this prophecy mm-hmm. of uh, someone's going to bring ba- quote unquote balance, balance to the, the force. force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was Anakin because he ends up destroying all the Jedi and destroying the Sith, clearing the way for his son to become this person who restarts the whole Jedi Order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And why? Why does? Why? Why did that have to happen? And the sequel trilogy would be not necessarily. You know, you're not going to have like the Force come out and explain that to you, but. This is Luke's story figuring out, okay, what does bringing balance to the Force mean? mean? What does, like, what went wrong before and why what, does... How can we keep it from happening again? Yeah, and he's rebuilding the Jedi Order and stuff like It'd that. It'd be interesting, like, is, like is somehow the balance of the Force ensures the future safety of the universe. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. ultimately, at the end of the day, you kind of have to, like, this is the stability. Like, how do you save that world that we've yeah. all come from? And that's the only thing that really directly ties in plot-wise in terms of, like, the first six movies. Is like, yeah. okay, what, oh, like, okay, everything that went down for the six movies was... Really, to bring balance to the force, I kind of like, yeah, how can we just kind of wrap that up? I actually will have a, a request of, if I were to make a request of those guys, I would actually yeah. argue that I want this new movie to be self contained. I actually really? don't. I want this to work. I want these new movies to work as self-contained adventures. At least I do too. One. But why call it episode seven then? I just, I just kind of. Well, it's, I, I, I mean, I, think I know that it's the marketing, so but tied up as a culture and everything this is true. To be a saga. It this would be is kind true. of nice to just have a movie that just sort of got the fun back in. Yeah, the imagine this yeah. Little fun popcorn thing. Well, again, where... I haven't watched Clone Wars, so yeah. I, think, I, I think I think there's a good chance of that happening, uh, just based on another Disney-owned production company, the Marvel Studios, where yeah. it's like you're getting these like Winter Soldier. Yeah, completely works on its own. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And but it's still part of this big universe, and so I yeah. think Disney has a very similar. Oh, they voiced mind. their intention yeah, to do just that. Because they're talking about other solo character movies yeah. coming out, and things well, like that. But the thing so. is, like Star Wars is yeah. a good model to build this movie off because Star Wars is the mo- most independent of the Star Wars movies. Not just because yeah. it was the first one, yeah. but it's not bogged down by like the familial relationships and stuff. Mm. It is just. You know, it's yeah. just like Luke Skywalker adventure. Have fun, get medals at the end, maybe get a princess uh, kiss from the princess, and that's, that's the, the wrong theme song. Uh, <laughs> I forgot for a moment, but it's like kind of like a Jones adventure. It's, it's, yeah, it's, no, it's yeah, longing like yeah, you know, and that's a good model for this first movie's like 
So that what what happens? You don't even have really have a villain. Maybe it's just space pirates or something, or, or the villains of the first movie, and then suddenly you have an app driver show up in the last ten minutes and just mm. stab Han no, Solo. That's going to be in the fourth and stinger. Like, oh my god! I know, that's, <laughs> oh no, we're going to be living in an era of Star Wars credit stingers. Yeah, but, but so like who the villain is? Like maybe like it, it seems like it should have to tie back somehow to either Palpatine or something Palpatine did because it's. Funny. I hope not. I I think I they can move not. on because there yeah. have been Sith lords before Palpatine. Yeah. That's the other thing, yeah, because there's so many... There could be Sith Lords after Also, well, my whole point with tying back into the Clone Wars stuff... Yes. Well, I was talking about the balance of the yes. This is actually why, what, what my point was. Uh, that, if you're if you're going to have a whole story that's... Essentially, the numbered Star Wars mm-hmm. episodes are all about uh, this balance of the Force, which only works if all this Jedi and all the Sith, except for Luke Skywalker at the end of Return of Jedi, are dead. Mm-hmm. Which, th- I... That means like you have you need to have like you know characters like Ahsoka and Asajj all be dead. You know, mm-hmm. That's there's loot for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, does it end with there being no Jedi or Sith that there are Force warriors that aren't that's that are thing, unaligned? Yeah. I like the idea that maybe like Luke decides to embrace the Sith a little bit, so yeah. the new well, order is a little more. There like, was even a lot handed. of him flirting with the dark side in a lot of yeah. the movies. Well, also so. it's <laughs> just in general, uh, it's great because us seeing the prequels after Return of the Jedi would be kind of like Luke's experience of like, okay, after the, the, the Galactic Civil War is over, he goes back and researches and finds out the story of exactly what happened in the prequels, which is not unlike us yeah. as audience members kind of finding out what happens and realizes just like the, the Jedi are literally a bunch of weird bathrobe-wearing cultists in an exactly. ivory tower. Exactly. Right. Like, the danger of any extreme. Yeah. And maybe that's the thing he kind of looks at and he's like, okay, I don't know what balance of the Force means, but... yeah. It These can't mean Jedi this, have to and be it can't mean world. that. Well, yeah. exactly. We have to be kind of more like wandering samurai out there actually interacting with people. Yeah. We can't be yeah. part and extension of the government. Right. Yeah. And, but, yeah, I don't know. Well, that's what I love. That actually, okay, that is actually one other thing I like about Revenge of the Sith is it actually is the only, first of all, the risk, again, of going in and trying to tell a three-part saga yeah. is you end up having what happened with the prequels, which is where the last movie in that series is the one that has everything that he clearly only would yeah. want to tell. Yeah. But the other thing is, I think that what is interesting about that film, as far as being ideas, is part of bringing balance to the Force absolutely is tearing down yeah. the entire Jedi yeah. Council and corrupt bureaucracy yeah. Yeah. Um, as it stands. See, I like that it's a very idea. cynical movie in a weird yeah. See, that's why yeah. I kind of like the idea. <laughs> it's a movie of a man who's been paying taxes on all his money yeah. for the last 15 <laughs> years. See, and that's, that's yeah. why I like the idea of the, the hero being uh, the son, preferably the daughter, of uh, Han and Leia, is because... Or, uh, yeah. Uh, it's uh, kind Han of the bridge Le- between... Han and Leia have been building... Yeah. Rebuilding the Republic, yeah. Whereas their kid is off, like lured by Luke. Like, okay, we got to rebuild the Jedi Order, mm-hmm. and also in a galaxy where I'm assuming the galaxy has figured out that Darth Vader was a Skywalker, so yeah. they can't be too happy with yeah. Skywalker's still running. Your name has been tainted, yeah. And so this this character would have to decide, like, uh, I'm an Organic Solo. That's what I was raised as, but I'm I'm Skywalker blood. And at the end of the well, trilogy, would be them adopting the Skywalker. What I if it comes to Boyega? Order. It's like. If he's the role, if he's the lead, it's like Luke sees someone like that does, shouldn't be a Skywalker that like needs to be the face of this new Jedi Order. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of possible like, too. Yeah, which actually that'd be kind of nice too. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, here's something interesting. Uh, did you guys see the new books that they announced? Mm-mm. Oh, I saw that. What, what was what was the? They've announced the first round of new. Oh, it ties uh, into the Rebel stuff. It's prequel. Well, no, no, not only that, that. One of them. Does. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, we we are establishing our new. This is what, yeah, the official yeah. announcement. There's yeah. a p- um, tiny part of me that is kind of like, I can get in on Star Wars now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be alienated but by not they, knowing like, last I 30 years. I didn't see descriptions of any of them. Yeah. But one of the books, like, 
the cover and the title insinuate that it is the new what happens immediately after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, like, it's, it's called Heir to the Jedi, and, and it's, it's got Luke, Luke on like, the cover. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, that's going to sell a billion fucking copies. Yeah. And then so there's new also canon. one that yeah. looks yeah. like it's, like, yeah. new Dark Times stuff. Yeah, so there's one called Lords of the Sith, and it's got Palpatine and Vader, oh, really? like, a, oh. a big ad-ad on the cover. Yeah. And the, there's one that's about two of the Rebels characters. Yeah, that's the one I saw. Right, they announced them. four books. And then the fourth one is a, a novel on Tarkin. Grand Moff really? Tarkin. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. So here's the interesting thing, though. Now... You guys are, and it is kind of, you can't get in now, but mm. don't you think now that you can never trust any piece of, any Star Wars on a piece of paper to ever be counted again? As well, that's canon? the thing, is that yeah. they're saying that, like, this is the new... This is... Like, Alex, that's the thing, we live, yeah. we live in the, in the age of brands now, yeah. to a greater degree. This is Star Wars New 52. Because, like, yeah. yeah, well, the thing yeah, is, is like, yeah. whenever, <laughs> have you ever liked a piece of, of a movie or TV show that the tie-ins have ever really been canon? Yeah. Right. You know, it's like, Star Wars is always kind of weird to me, this whole, and I always thought it was interesting that even the fans called it the extended universe. Yeah. Like, there's this yeah, understanding yeah, exactly. there was that it was this add-on. Yeah. I'm, it's weird to me to think of having all the, the, the runoff have be from some sort of hive mind canon council that yeah. decided what is real and what is not that yeah. now like this like there you can an official I mean yeah. fuck that a tie-in comic is actually going to be canonical at all yeah. or yeah. anything like that is weird to yeah. me it's yeah. funny the older I get the less I care about that that's the thing I, I yeah. made a point when I was starting Sabretooth the Vampire to tell mm. his origin story three different like two yeah. different ways it's like I don't I the, lo- the older I get the more I realize that yeah. what you love about any pulp piece yeah. is the characters in a exactly. whole series, never the story. You yeah. never, exactly. You can't tell me you, you love Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. tell me what is so special about the plot of any of the particular exactly. um, yeah. Arthur Conan Doyle stories. Yeah. Well, also, you know? as you get older, you realize that the stories is pretty much what you make of it as a fan. Yeah. You can kind of cherry pick what you yeah. like and what you don't like, uh, especially well, with these huge expanded universes and stuff. And there's a part of me, I can't help but see the, the new marketing thing as just crass or, like, the new canon stuff as just crass marketing. It's, like, it's really, like, if you want the whole story... It, I mean, Mar- Disney's doing it right now. It's like, well, you could go just see the Avengers, but to really understand it, did you see Iron Man 1 through 3, Thor 1 and 2, yeah. Captain America 2 and 1 and 2? It's like, it's just a transparent ploy you guys, to get your money. You guys do realize you're not really going to be able to completely enjoy Episode 7 until you've downloaded the Smart Glass app? <laughs> <laughs> it Seriously! On TV, on when it comes out on video. Played the ACG Which is funny. or whatever it is. Yeah, when I was a ARG. kid... Sorry. When I was a kid, that's oh, what I yeah. wanted. Yeah. I wanted, like, everything to be connected, and I'd buy some sort of spin-off thing, and I'd be like, well, that doesn't make sense because of this from the main thing. Yeah. And I thought that's what I wanted. But more of the thing you love doesn't mean quality of the thing yeah. you love. Right. It just means it's more. Not, it's not a good story. Yeah. Yeah. And you're turning, when you turn a, when you turn a mythological universe into essentially a bureaucracy, which yeah, is what you're doing exactly. there, you get into trouble. I think, I think back on my favorite uh, superhero comics, and I realized with a start not long ago that all of them were Elseworlds type stories. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. were all like Superman Red Sun or yeah. Superman Birthright exactly. or Dark yeah. Knight Returns yeah. or stuff that basically was they allowed some guy to break free of all the rules and yeah. riff on that mythological character in an interesting exactly. way. Yeah. At the end of the day, canon is exhausting. 
Yeah. yeah. To to the creators and to the consumers. That's what killed Star Trek eventually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who wants to get all bogged down by that? That's why they keep rebooting Spider-Man. See, I, I'm not so much worried about all this stuff because, kind of like Mike, what Mike was talking about earlier, is so I kind of made my peace with Star Wars. Yeah. The prequels were so bad. My heart yeah. was so broken. That's how I feel. All I, like, I, I eventually found, well, what they eventually put out was the original, the, the theatrical cuts of the original films on DVD. Mm-hmm. And that's all I really wanted was a decent digital copy yeah. of those three movies. And yeah. as long as I had that, really all of else of Star Wars could kind of rest in the real. I mean, I'll go yeah. see it and check it out, but I'm I'm not so worried about being invested in that stuff because I still have the original films and yeah. how they made me feel as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not so much worried about like if the new films and everything are good. That's great, but uh, like that's never going to change how I felt about those movies. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. In a way, I'm kind of grateful for how bad the prequels were, because yeah. they kind of recalibrated my expectations. I can go which, to see this next Star Wars and be pleasantly delighted which by it. Which is the sucking. horrifying thing about the Clone Wars, because it's just good enough. It's the Tammy Two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where it's just like I thought I was done. I thought I was out. <laughs> they put me yeah. back. And it's yeah. Tammy yeah. Two yeah. pulling down her panties. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Oh, yep. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Um, are you now? Do you guys care? Are you going to care if the canon of the Clone Wars is uh, is destroyed by anything? They new stuff? said that. Like, that's, that's the one, thing, that's the one thing that they're keeping. Yeah, they canon said the that the only things yeah. that are canon now are the original movies, the prequel trilogy, Clone Wars, and this. Star Wars Holiday Special and... (laughs) Exactly. Of course, the Ewok movie. You know, Lucas actually insisted that the Holiday Special uh, be kept in in continuity. That's adorable. Like, Chewie's family actually was mentioned in other stuff. Well, I'm kind of curious to see with the sale of uh, Lucasfilm to (laughs) Disney. I wonder what arbitrary stuff he made uh, part of stipulation of that deal. Like, in terms of plots... Or anything like that. That'll There's be a tiny curious. part of me that can't help but think of Star Wars as this, which is to some degree not false, as a bitter old man who's like, "You bitches want more Star Wars? Here's some more fucking Star Wars. Yeah, yeah the Christmas specials canon. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. You want some more Star Wars? Have some Jar Jar Binks. Here, have some more Jar Jar Binks. Hope <laughs> yeah. you choke on it. You know, you know what I'd actually really like to see happen is, um, like, uh, they came out with I, I love THX 1138, and mm-hmm. they came yeah. out with the, you know, the DVD that were coming out of the Star Wars movies, yeah. Lucas sounds so bored on the yeah. commentaries of those things. Yeah. The commentary track on THX 1138, he sounds engaged, yeah. alert, excited yeah. about the ideas in the film, and I, what I would love to see is he's often said, I, when I get rid of Star Wars, I'm going to go back to making the little weird experimental stuff. I wish stuff. he would. I don't know if he's done anymore. No. I really hope well, he's done. He I know made he, his, he just got married, he's really he's happy. Got an he made his World War II movie, he's done. If he's got an iPhone, I feel like that was his he could be making his stupid little weird experimental documentaries again. It's yeah. just not what, it's not going to be movies that he, he's going to die and they're going to find like, like he's he'll, he's made hours <laughs> of just like weird what the fuck shit. He'll like, be like Prince with his vault of, of Exactly. Songs. Yeah. yeah. His daughter's like, like tenth uh, birthday video will just be like, oh, that was pretty creative <laughs> there. That's what he was doing instead of making yeah. movies he wanted to. But yeah. uh, he, that's what he. Now, now he's probably retired now, and he probably is just going out and having sex with his hot, crazy banker wife. But I, I'm glad he got out though. Yeah, I'm glad rather than yeah. chaining himself for Star Wars for, for all of his life, he's feeling. For yeah, his, I don't, like I said, I do ultimately feel yeah. weird for the dude. I mean, yeah. you just make something, and then you're shackled to it for the rest yeah. of your life. The Dar- everyone makes the Darth Vader yeah. connotation, where it's a guy who starts off as a good guy, gets wrapped up in this empire of his own building. And yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he became his own story. Essentially, yeah. this, he, 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 this was him throwing Star Wars down a well. <laughs> well, here's what's interesting. There's a great story that Simon Pegg tells. He yeah. Told it recently yeah. On oh, yeah. That's dark. And I hit, That's fucked. And, it's, and uh, I've... 
Uh, yeah, Pegg uh, is, um, I don't know if you heard this, but Simon Pegg, you know, of course, on, on Spaced, made a big hay of how much he hated oh, yeah. prequels. Mm-hmm. He gets introduced to George Lucas at a party by Ron Howard. Mm-hmm. And Ron Howard and, and Simon Pegg is nervous because he's a little worried that Lucas knows yeah. who he is. And Lucas um, gets nervous at first that he's going to meet just another fan, and then he finds out that Pegg is a filmmaker, and he goes, mm-hmm. oh, he gets relieved. Yeah, I think he was there with Edgar yeah. Wright. So and he's yeah, there yeah, with, he was there with Ron Howard who introduced him. Yeah. And Ron Howard, and then, he, and then Lucas, he goes... Um, Lucas actually tells Peg, uh, don't make the same story for 30 years. <laughs> That's yeah. actually, he explicitly says that as advice to Peg. Yeah. yeah. He says, uh, yeah, don't yeah. tell the same story for 30 years. It'll break yeah. your heart. Yeah. I had Simon Pegg do a voice in Clone Wars. Did, Did they? Pe- he got to voice Dengar. <laughs> the <laughs> bounty hunter dude that's yeah. all, like, wrapped up in... Yeah. The mummy bounty hunter? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spoiler, there's a lot of bounty hunters show up. <laughs> but it'll be it'll be interesting to now officially have yeah. Star Wars made by fans of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like that how different be, will that be? It could be great. Guaranteed to be horrible or terrible. Well, that's happens, kind yeah. of what Clone Wars is a little yeah. bit, though. Yeah. It's like there are a lot of fans of Star Wars who worked on that show. That is one of the smart things about Abrams bringing Kasdan in. You have somebody mm. who's actually there from the exactly yeah. who has some perspective. So he can kind of be like, okay, of guys, I know you want to have Millennium Falcon do everything in this movie, yeah. but. But Kasdan also always had the ability to step a little back from the story. He was always pushing for the darker, weirder stuff. Yeah. Mm. And he wanted, I think Kasdan, during story conferences on uh, Jedi, was always pushing for Luke to turn evil. Oh, yeah. Really? Well, he was always, yeah. He was, he Which, was by the, the way, I would love to see that happen in this movie. He was the one who was I would love to see them uh, struggle with Oh, them. kind of like a Hill Hydra sort of twist. He's been a Sith all along. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be really interesting for, to see what they reference in that 30-year span. Yeah. Like what Luke personally had to struggle with. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, how much he changed over the course of that goddamn trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now we've had, like, all this time passed. Yeah. Did you see there's a petition for on the internet for people to keep, for him to keep his workout beard? <laughs> he's been working out, so he's been an unshaven and stuff like yeah. that. And everyone's like, yeah, "It looks like Obi Wan. You should keep the beard." So that's, that's a adorable. Thing oh, he's beard, absolutely yeah. going to keep the beard, I would think. Like, yeah. The, I, the, the interesting, there's a lot of interesting things you can do with Luke that we no one's really talked about. Like yeah. you can have Luke be a total burnout. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd love to see that. Yeah, yeah he's there's... tired. He spent the well, last that's... thirty years rebuilding the galaxy. Yeah, he's exhausted. Well, see, that's what I was thinking. That's why he would approach the new character, the new lead, and say, "Hey, yeah. you know, I'm, not, I'm getting too old for this shit. I need someone yeah. to take over." Yeah. What if he vanished and they have to go find him because yeah. he retreated into the world? Yes, exactly. Well, well, I mean, you know, like yeah. he dies on the toilet one find morning because he's so one with the force, his body disappears, and it's just like a Finding Forrester, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Young African American man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy old white man. In space. Oh, so good. A weird old hermit. Oh, so oh good. So one thing that I've heard from a friend who God. met him apparently not so long ago is one of the reasons that we don't have Billy D in this is be- just because Billy D has gotten apparently extremely old. That's what I heard yeah. as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it's not because they didn't want him in there. I think it's because well, he's... I, I, I walked get the land of him at 2000, like, Comic-Con 2011, I think was the last time we were there. Yeah. Oh, that's that's I have no idea. Because yeah. is there anybody who loved being in Star Wars? I know! He was oh. in the Lego movie, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's comprising his role of Lando Calrissian. Oh, that's actually him? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
He but, does a pretty good video game voice for Lando in um, one of the Kyle Katarn games, too. That's yeah. adorable. Yeah. It's, uh, it's hard to find anyone that's going to ape Lando, because it's so much like, hey, how you doing? If only yeah. they could just use his voice and have a CGI Lando show up. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, this is just one guy. <laughs> one guy had this impression of Billy Dee being tired and, and old. But yeah, maybe but he I isn't. heard the same thing from someone else. Too. Oh, really? You know yeah. what? And so I hope it's not true, but yeah. if it they might be. can, I'm sure they'll get him in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. As. As, as, as fine as Rebels might turn out to be, Annie, you said this a long time ago, that you never understood the whole Clone Wars thing, because if you have the technology to make a CGI Star Wars cartoon, how the fuck do you not make that about the, the original trilogy yeah, the character? Yeah, the ongoing adventures. Because that's of, justification. Right. Because Han Luke and Leia, yeah. Use the voices. How come we don't have a Han Solo animated cartoon? Seriously, that, that When this is over, I'm going to show you guys the Han Solo student. Yes, that that's pretty, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen that? No. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's great. It, it's, it's what, when you watch it, you be like, why isn't this a show? I mean, that just seems so obvious to me. Yeah. I, I, I kind of wonder if they're kicking themselves. I don't know. I mean, fuck. They, there's a goddamn young James Bond, like James Bond Jr. in this game. Why not have Han Solo <laughs> Jr.? Fucking Adventures of Young Indiana yep. Jones. Lucas has had a history of this. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Fucking street rat Han Solo. Fucking I Chewbacca. Mean, I mean, not fucking Chewbacca. No. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Comma. <laughs> so is there God anything you guys want to see in the sequels or anything like that that you guys care about character stuff I just want or any fun. moments or anything like that? Okay. I just want to yeah. have fun. Yeah. I want to have crusty space stuff. I just want to see the characters stuff. again. And, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The main thing I want to see is I want to see everybody um, having a good rollicking yeah, I want absolutely. the swashbuckling to come back. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I want fun and I'm not expecting it to be great or anything. I'm not getting my hopes up that high. I just don't want to be brutally crushed. I would like to laugh with the movie rather than at the movie. Yeah. You want everyone wants a fun B movie. That's that's yeah. the thing as I'm coming yeah. like with with fans behind the wheel. Yeah, there's a chance for it to like make it too like epic and think of our childhood is returning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. what I want. Works best as a goofy B movie. Exactly. Yeah. Like kind of like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, I, what I want is I want a shit ton of practical. Me I want too. practical Absolutely. costuming. I want sets. New Star Wars should out Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians Seriously. Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. I want dudes in goddamn suits. Yeah. That's what I want. Okay. That's really what I want. Same. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Do you guys care about anyone uh, assuming that J.J. Abrams only directs the first one? Do you guys care about who should make the I other want Brad Bird. I wanted Brad Bird. Brad Bird. Mm. Brad Bird. Brad Bird. So bad. No, yeah. Alfonso Cuaron. No. Guillermo del Toro would be interesting. Yeah. See, uh, those Toro, both. Brad Bird. Del, I would say well, Guillermo del Toro. Would be like a practical. He would. Yeah. I'll give yeah. you that. But del Toro and um, Alfonso Cuaron, those are both dudes who are more interested in making Pretty movies yeah. rather than Star Wars. Yeah, I think Brad Bird. And yeah, you gotta have somebody who's like wants yeah. to do that pulpy bullshit. Brad I'm gonna go there. Like Joe Johnston. I was about to say Joe Johnston. That's the kind of What's person. What's he know about? He only knows Rocketeer and Captain America. What's he know about Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but my point is not that he's an f- astonishing filmmaker. But you don't need an astonishing filmmaker. You need someone who can do a pulpy adventure. If you're gonna blow up the Millennium Falcon. You get the guy who uh, designed the Millennium Falcon to blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, I still haven't seen the first Captain America movie. It's it's really? it's it's fun. Yeah. It's you go back and watch the original Indiana Rocketeer. Jones movie than yes. the last Indiana Jones. See, when I go to my home library and I go to the Joe Johnson section, I'm yes. like, okay, you got Wolfman, you got Captain America, but oh my gosh, Jennifer Connelly Titties. <laughs> exactly. Rocketeer. I have not seen the Rocketeer, I think, since I hit puberty. I haven't seen I was a very young child. I kind of oh, want to rewatch it, but I don't know if I ever can. I was like 16 because when that it came maybe, out, yeah. and that was like... <laughs> Bill went into puberty. Oh, yeah, no, it, was, it was it was a 
formative moment. Yeah. yeah. Well, well for me happen. too. Fucking look at me, goddamn it! Like that's, oh, that's true too, like yeah. I was weaned on. But she has a dress that's just like thrown on yeah. a platter. It's mm-hmm. just like oh my god. And also the face and everything. It's not just face. <laughs> also the oh face and those boobies okay. too. That was that was a anyway. period piece though. Yeah. Right? See that was the thing. But yeah, I don't know. You gotta have someone who gets the pulp fun, which Tim is why Burton? Brad Bird oh. would be perfect. Yeah. He's no. a good director. No. Are you are you are you joking? Just gonna watch Batman. Brad Bird. Just Brad like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like Zack Snyder yeah. would be my nightmare. Out. Like that kind Joe of. Joe Cornish would be interesting. Edgar Wright. Mm. Yeah, Edgar Wright. Absolutely. Idea. Edgar Wright. Yeah, Edgar Wright would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That would be Edgar so Wright Edgar, No, I want really Edgar fun. Wright to yeah. do the Han Solo movie. Yes. The reason I like Edgar Oh my God! Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I forgot that there's other movies that's not just. Episodes. I want yeah. Edgar Wright not to do a trilogy piece. I want him to do a fun yeah, side I movie. Want Brad or Brad either Han Solo, or give him some. Yeah. Give him fucking Jackson. Give him uh, some yeah. t- total side character. He can just go. Del Toro gets the Yoda movie. Oh. Uh, Edgar uh, Wright gets the Han Solo yes. movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, this is the, yeah. The, I love the Yoda. Yeah. 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 Johnson has wanted to direct the Boba Fett movie. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's pushed for it. Because he designed Boba Fett. Yeah. Oh, did have he? you guys all heard what Kasdan's idea for the Boba Fett movie is? The basic no. gist no. of it? So the movie starts out and oh, yeah. it's Boba Fett doing stuff. Oh, yes. Yeah. I did hear about yeah. that. And then Boba Fett gets great idea. killed. Yeah. yeah. Like the first one of the movie. Yeah, they fucking kill Boba Fett and someone, you takes don't see his... their face. Really? Yeah. Takes yeah. That's 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 yeah. Which is the brilliant. best idea. Yeah. Yeah. And you have no idea who the fuck this That's guy is. That's great. And why should be like Dread? Oh, you know what I want that to be? <laughs> this is gonna be total random, but Dash Hammond had this character, the hot continental op. And the whole thing about the continental op is that he was just like kind of this guy who would just sweep in, shit would happen around him, and he'd sweep away. Red Harvest is the book that um That's uh, funny. Uh, uh Yojimbo yeah. and mm-hmm. Fistful of Dollars is based off of Red Harvest. It's just this idea of this asshole character wandering in, string up shit, solving the problem and wandering out. Yep. I want I want your Jimbo Boba Fett movie. Yeah, that is what yeah. I want. You want him to be? Yeah, you want him? Yeah, you totally. I'm want just saying, Caston didn't make Wyatt Earp. That's not entirely unlike that. <laughs> I love yeah, Wyatt Earp. Yeah, the Boba Fett as Toshiro Mifune. Yeah, is that a really that would be move. honestly Toshiro Mifune as Han Solo is my. Lone Wolf. I think Toshiro Mifune did audition for Obi Wan, right? That was the rumor, or at least one. Lucas was considering casting yeah. him. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> What's up? Oh, call me I just had. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of Han Solo, speaking mm-hmm. of Han Solo things, yes. I have to bring up again. I mentioned yes. it on Twitter when it happened. But yes. When when Amy oh. Hennig left Naughty Dog and yes. was announced that she was doing a Star Wars thing, yes. And we were literally just like sitting on the couch, and Jimmy was like, "What if Amy Hennig made a Han Solo game?" And I literally went like, <laughs> <laughs> like because the thing is, Amy Hennig did make a Han Solo game. It's called Uncharted. I know, but I'm saying, no, like, what if she yeah. used those no, yes. powers to actually no, do something that would Han be Solo. the most beautiful and my little possible universe. brain exploded. Yeah. Have it be Han Solo no. before the yeah. trilogy? Yeah. No, you have hot like twenty-eight-year-old Han yes. Solo. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. Well, Harry, chest and the entire internet out. orgasm simultaneously, <laughs> male and female, for various and sundry yeah. reasons. I tweeted about Conley's reaction, and then Amy had a follow-up reaction. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, that's the sound of a thousand souls crying out pleasure, only to be yeah, silent. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck thirteen thirteen. Well, it's all about Young Han Solo, uh, Amy Hennig. Yeah. Oh my god. And yeah. if they were gonna make animated, but if they were gonna animate uh, anything else, you know what would be fun to animate, honestly, is mm-hmm. those old Brian Daly Han Solo novels. They'll, they'll the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, got those console stars in and all mm-hmm. those. You know what? I just started listening to the first part of the original Star Wars radio play that NPR oh. did. Yeah. And it's great because it starts off, it, it, it has the big Star Wars music, dun, mm-hmm. and it kind of fades away. You realize that music is uh, Luke's listening to a uh, piece of propaganda from the Empire, and that's their theme. <gasps> really? <laughs> it's like, that's and great. at the end of the music, it, what, you know, it's like if you were watching the movie, the, like the, the, the opening text would be fading out, and it's right. like, Yes, uh, join the rebel. Uh, oh, that's fantastic! Join the empire. Re- report to your local recruiting center today. And like, looks like you know, in the garage and tapping yeah. and saying, "Oh, I wish I could join the empire." Man, that's fantastic! I just listened to that yesterday. Oh. I was like, "Oh, that's actually kind of cute." Because yeah. it came on, and I totally forgot about. it. I was like, "What the hell am I listening to?" Because I'm so used to yeah. hearing that music. And then yeah, like, and it's Mark Hamill doing you know. Oh, it's adorable. Yeah. That's kind of great. Yeah. Oh, oh man, Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. I'm so glad we could all sit together in the Millennium Falcon and yeah, have this conversation. It's a really yeah. great location to talk about Star Wars. Yeah. Everyone's true. favorite Star Wars character is, like, personally. Oh, God. Who's, like, New Zealand, the fish guy. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, just, just uh, oh my overall God. favorite Who's your, character. like, personally, who is your favorite, like, That's really difficult, Star Wars right? character? What is your favorite my, thing about my, Star Wars? Yeah. No, well, my my favorite character is yeah. just very. I hold very dear in my heart is Yoda. It's just like oh, it's, interesting. It's just I just have so much affection for him as a character because just, of when yeah. how old I was when I really started getting Star Wars was when they were doing re-release and. Pizza Hut? Pizza the Hut? No, no, no. Some oh, okay. pizza, some <laughs> terrible pizza joint had a tie-in. Yeah, it was, and one of the thi- it was Pizza Hut. They, one yeah. of the things they had was they had these um, cups, had these toppers. You could get the, the top of your cups. They're actually little rubber puppets. Little rubber puppets. Yeah. And one of them was Yoda. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine had it and would put it on his cup all the time. And that's what I think of Yoda. I don't think of him as my charming, beloved character. I think yeah. he was a fucking putt. Cup puppet. <laughs> Muppet Yoda or CG Yoda? Muppet Yoda. Muppet Yoda. Like, but but original Star Wars Muppet Yoda. The Muppet that they had in the episode one was awful looking. It was yeah. so I do like that's one of the first things you replaced. Yeah. yeah. But watching Revenge of the Sith, uh, some of the shots with CG Yoda hold up incredibly well. Yes. Like, I know they had to go back because they were worried about, like, because, you know, the original puppet, like, didn't have lip sync, and so they yeah. like, tried to limit the lip sync on the CGI Yoda to kind of, like, yeah. vaguely match, even though he still has yeah. marked yeah. conditions. Yeah, do that weird wobble, too. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. 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 Really, like, that paying attention to, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Yoda is yeah. my favorite. Conceptually, I'm a fan for Obi-Wan just because a character who must feel responsible for everything that's happened in those movies. Mm-hmm. Got to spend thirty years in the desert just thinking about that by himself. Mm, yeah, and that's just that's a bitch to do. Yeah, and he's old doing it. Yeah, and that's just that's more of a conceptual thing. It's yeah, not like because anything he does or anything like that. But that that's that's uh, rough shit. That sucks. As much as I love Han Solo, it might be Obi Wan. Yeah, I really like Obi Wan. Mm. Especially, I mean, if you through the filter where if there was a better prequels where maybe he, he did have a little bit of a love triangle with yeah, you know, yeah. It, like like no yeah movie, that that like, if he had a more interesting background and actually there's some stuff that happens in the Clone Wars where really, even more just like yeah, yeah. man fucking Obi Wan yeah I love you just want to go kind of hold I his think, hands. Down. I think yeah, 
thinking more about it, Yoda, it's like he embodies everything I love about Star Wars. Yeah. It's this like there's this practicality to him, like he's a real yeah. physical character yeah. the way he's designed, but as a character, he's kind of he's weird, he's a little funny, a little quirky, and he has this there's this so much history to him. Yeah. Like mm. he you know But there's a real warmth there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's like kind of what I love about Star Wars in general, is that sense mm. of that like adventure and history. Yeah. This is going to be the douchiest thing I've ever said in my life, but my favorite character in Star Wars is the mouthfeel of Star Wars. It's more like that just kind of tonal, like the kind of grungy, broken, like the idea Mm -hmm. that this is the future, but the future after its apex, and like everything's kind of crappy, and things are kind of falling apart, and people don't know that it's after a fall, like they still think that Mm -hmm. they're on the cutting edge sort of thing, but they're totally like, it's like that feel of everything being a little broken down. Like that's my favorite Thing about Star Wars. Like, right. so well, your favorite thing. character is R2-D2. It's, am- <laughs> it's amazing how consistently they carry that feel across the original three movies. Yeah, yeah. I think my favorite Star Wars thing, I'm actually not going to go with a character, because my mm-hmm. favorite thing in all of Star Wars is about ten minutes of the movie in Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, it's kind of a weird choice, but it's during the Battle of Hoth, from the moment that Han Solo runs over and goes to Chewie, no, that goes there and that goes yes. there. While the whole base is falling apart, they're yes. still trying to put the ship yeah. back together. Yeah. Yeah. From that to the end of the asteroid chase is yeah. my favorite thing ever because it contains my favorite thing in Star Wars, which is the Millennium Falcon never starting. <laughs> and Han and Leia bickering. Yeah, and yeah. Chewie getting mad because everything's yeah. blowing up and him telling 3PO to shut up. And, yeah. and then in the middle oh, of yeah, all that is when Luke... Yeah. Yeah. Character- and in well, the middle like, that's when Luke does his thing where he takes his lightsaber yeah. and guts that one ad ad. It's, yeah. it's like they're purists. Like, yeah. Yeah. Luke's off doing heroic stuff by himself. The, kid, the other characters are being themselves. You know, mm-hmm. it's defined by going through this, these great action sequences, but yeah. the characters are kind of like whittled mm-hmm. down by those action scenes. And yeah, they're just, they're just very pure archetypes, mm-hmm. but they're great to watch. And Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And yeah. it's also neat because they get out of their scrape, like everything gets dinged up and beat yeah. up. And, and also they're they're losing the bigger war, but yes. they're all just barely escaping. Yeah. And yeah. Also, I think in the middle of that is also my favorite funny little thing in Star Wars, which is when Han uh, comes in to get the princess out of the control room and you hear uh-huh. that, the base and that yeah. guy's yeah. been iced. Yeah. And yeah. there's a weird yeah. frosted 3PO in the background, too, hanging out that always kind of freaks me out. There's, there's, yeah, there's French vanilla 3PO <laughs> in the back. Uh, anyway. you have to pick a favorite character in? It can be the fat guy, the Rancor Keeper. <laughs> okay, I, I guess him crying over the Rancor actually would be one of my favorite moments in Star Wars. <laughs> that dude's visibly broken heart. And doesn't one of the guards, like, pat him on the yeah. shoulder? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's that's kind of beautiful. I I really like I, I don't know like I I I can't. There's no one. I, I mean, Han Solo is my favorite. Right. Because exactly, I'm yeah. I'm a sucker for a down on down on his luck. It's whatever. Enormously. One of the biggest things that I do not believe from my mother. She's like, we know when Star Wars came out, Luke was the hot one. I'm like, no, you're a fucking no, liar, no, mom. True. Luke was well, the hot one. No media. No. Came out where the, like, there's the thing about how uh, they're, they're doing the review of Episode One, talking about how poorly defined the characters are. Yeah. And the one girl in there, she's like, oh, Han Solo, he's fucking hot. And I remember there were girls. And I'm like, it's like, yeah, finally, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's aside from character stuff, but like everyone's like, yeah, fucking Han Solo. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I never thought about that before. I was like, oh yeah, yes, yeah. No, absolutely. Mary, yeah. fuck, kill. You marry Luke. You fuck Han and you kill all the other men. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Portland, <laughs> my, my first like 
crush yeah. as a youth. Like, my very first, like, oh my god. Yeah. I was watching Star Wars yeah. <laughs> yeah. last night. Yeah. I love, like, the, the like he and Leia's kind of first interactions when they're getting out of the uh, trash compactor when they're first really, like, mm-hmm. yelling at each other for the first time. He's like, well, if we can avoid it, avoid any more female advice. Yeah. And she really turns into him, like, you fucking yeah. asshole, get yeah. the walking carpet out of my way. Yeah. But I love, like, I was like, oh, that's kind of a sexist thing. And she just turns into him yeah. back. And I'm like, oh, dude, that's See, great. That's, yeah. It's not yeah. just, like, she yeah. doesn't take any shit. She's yeah. great. Yeah. Carrie Fisher see, in those movies too is just. Uh, yeah, I see. I love Leia, but yeah, I yeah. want to say Leia, but it's not Leia. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. yeah. I what I really love about Han Solo is that moment you get when he when you see Lando yeah. and like there's this you just see from that these the shape of all of Han's life. Yeah, yeah. like from this friendship with this guy. Just fucking love that. Yeah. Well, Han's the most human a... character of out of yes. anyone in the whole thing, even more yeah. than Darth Vader and shit. Yeah. yeah. I have one friend, I actually Ryan McCluskey, whenever I pick him up at the airport or something, every time oh, I see yeah. him, we would always stand there and I go, You got a lot of nerve coming back here. <laughs> and then I pretend to punch him and then we give each other. <laughs> Good. Oh That's my god. Star, Star, Star Wars. Star Wars. So our favorite uh, I love that our favorite Star Wars stuff is pretty much Han Solo. Uh, yeah. yeah. Actually I'm interested that because uh, I've always responded more to the swashbuckling sort mm-hmm. of pirate adventure stuff. Yeah. I'm interested how many people in here actually like the mystical mythology part of Star Wars. See, you, you respond strongly? I do. I really that's do. That's you know, that's actually a good point, because that's why you like Yoda. It yeah. kinda taps into that like quiet strength sort of aspect yeah. of it. But I, I also I do love well, see, that's why I think yeah. like, Star Wars so popular with so many people because it kind of like it has a you know, mystical aspect. It's yeah. got an action adventure. It's got funny. It's got romance. Yeah. It's it's it kind of hits all the bases. I like both. Relatively effortlessly. I yeah. like I yeah. like the swashbuckling adventure stuff more, but I can get down with the like really weird, bizarre, mystical stuff. Thing yeah. Mystical. At the yeah. end of the day, I have a knee jerk allergic reaction to magic magical bullshit, which is why it's hilarious that I love Harry Potter. It's much like I, it's why I still love Spider Man <laughs> being a screaming arachnophobe. <laughs> I'm a woman of contradictions. I will skip those episodes in Clone Wars. Thank you so much. The great example of that for me is um, I loved that reboot of Battlestar Galactica, Mm -hmm. and by the end of it, I skipped Cylon mythology stories entirely and just watched the cool ones where everyone was mutinying. Yes. And I was like, I had a great experience watching that show. I didn't need to know where the Cylons came from. I'm hung up on the idea that the sequel trilogy has to be about this this balance of the Force prophecy. Which, that's the one thing that works against it, because that's such a physical mumbo I want though. I, Star Wars, I think, is at its best when it has this framework of mystical mumbo jumbo that everything else can happen around. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of the MacGuffin that keeps things going. Yeah. But I like that it's a busted, broken down universe with magic. In but it. The, but yeah. also the thing is, is that the people. It's easy to forget this because the Force became such a much more important thing, and the prophecy became a much more important thing as the prequels came out and the series wore on. But honestly, the Force in the first trilogy the mm-hmm. old trilogy is really there to create a framework for the redemption of the father being the this real is true. quest it's a it's a plot movie. device it's arguably yeah. the, the father-son relationship is what yeah. becomes important not the force or any prophecy i you'd think that really in star wars so one of the things that i always enjoy about game of thrones is that magic is not very present in game of thrones so when it shows up it's a big fucking deal mm-hmm. yeah. right i wish that the force was more like that in star wars see that's why i like the idea mm-hmm. that like if the sequel uh, trilogy takes place in a world where everyone's kind of turned against forced being not even Jedi or anything like that but Luke is trying to rebuild the Jedi Order mm-hmm. in a world where everyone's finally realized how, how the Jedi fucked up the, mm-hmm. the what went down in the prequels to begin with and also the where the Jedi turned into Darth Vader mm-hmm. that not that the force force uh, sensitive beings would be outlawed 
but they're kind of pariahs, and Luke's mm-hmm. trying to figure out a way not only to rebuild the Order, but, like, fix things with other people. Yeah. What if the like, Jedi Order has been even more forgotten? Well, it's entirely possible. Yeah. So I mean, he's trying to redefine yeah. the Jedi Order, and, again, it's the idea of, well, maybe should we, should we deal with, like, why... Why did the Jedi even exist? Maybe yeah. the end of the, first, the next Star Wars trilogy is the destruction of all midichlorians. And so, with the last <laughs> midichlorians... Which actually... No, 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 no. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Anyway. Monkey so, pants. thanks for joining us for the Millennium Falcon. Oh, we're under attack again! Contact form on our website. Maybe we'll receive it on the one I'm talking to. Who knows? I don't know. Wi-Fi's kind of funky. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see y'all next week to talk about more bullshit if we survive this. <laughs>